Let's Roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for all things Kings of War. as they delve into the world of Mantica and bring you in-depth coverage of all things Kings of War. Hi there, all uh, Counter Charge fans. This is uh, Roving Reporters, uh, John Quayle and, and Rob Phipps. Hi. Uh, we've come all the way to uh, Oslo, Norway, um, for our war game fix this time. Yeah. Um, Steve Hildrew couldn't be here. I don't know why. I mean, he's he's got enough free time, hasn't he? I think so. You know, the fact that he's going to the States as well. Uh-huh. And uh, the uh, wife points, I think, are lacking for this tournament. <laughs> <laughs> so we've, we've come out to Oslo uh, for the Conquest 2020. Uh, I think this is more more you're doing, Rob, really, more than, more than anything else. Yes, well, I decided, to, I just booked the ticket and said, I'm going. You know, <laughs> that was it. I went, well, give it a go. And it was easier than driving five hours north for me. <laughs> well, it, um, I think this originally came around because we met um, Fred Fred Oslo, who um, I think well, he's known as Fred Oslo on the, on the forums, isn't he? Yes. Um, we met him uh, at Clash of Kings in Cardiff in 2017, didn't we? Yes, uh, I offered to give him a lift back when you were driving. <laughs> yeah, so he came for my services, yes. as, um, uh, uh, which was kind of you. And uh, it wasn't a big issue. It's actually probably, uh, he had a lot more of a journey getting to Cardiff from, from Oslo because he had a, a plane ride and then it was a good two hours, wasn't it? You know, two and a half hours from... On, the, on a coach as well, yeah. Oh, geez, yeah. yeah. So, so um, Rob decided... Uh, told his wife. She had no, no way of coming back because as soon as he said yes, it yeah, was the, it. the, the ticket was booked. Um, and I was slowly cajoled into it uh, after I realised I couldn't attend a tournament at uh, the, uh, the end of the month. Stain of blood. Yeah, yeah. stain of blood with, uh, with Matt. Uh, Matt G on the forum. Sorry, Matt, I can't make that. <laughs> Although I think you're full, so you're okay. Um, so we've come all the way to Oslo. We travelled over last night, stayed over. Um, yeah. We've had a few beers with the guys, met up with um, a few people that we already knew. We knew Fred, we knew Thomas. I, I knew Thomas, and all the other guys have been really nice and welcoming. It's they been, have. It's, yeah. you know, we've already had a couple of games. You already had a game against. Um, Very good question. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, the the name. It's going to be a Magnus, hasn't it? It's going to be. Yes, yeah. it, it all got a bit or confusing. Hands, yes. Uh, I'd, I'd had a few beers beforehand, and then I played the game, and yeah. I went around the table at uh, dinner at the pizza pasta place, and um, forgot everybody's names, yeah, apart from Simon, the German. We'll, we'll work it out and yeah. tell you guys later, I think. That's yes. probably the best way forward. Um, yeah, so we've come over here. Uh, Conquest is a, what, two-day GT? Yeah, uh, five games. Five games, 2,000 points. Uh, they're going to use the blackjack system for scoring. Yeah, they um, are. So we, they, which is the version three rules, which are, we've only just read. I think I've, I've read a bit, and you've yes. heard me read it. And that's yes, about I it. Yeah, I'm, I'm just uh, just here to play the game, really. Yeah, Don't worry it. about the scoring at the end of it. Yes, that's it. Yeah, um, and see how well or badly you did. Um, so yeah, so we've um, put together some armies. We we're kind of restricted. I mean, travelling. We're not used to travelling by plane in the UK. So putting an army together that fit into our hand luggage was uh, quite interesting. It was, and un- and more importantly, went under the seat and not in the overhead locker where yeah. everything gets destroyed. Yes. And um, so we were determined to magnetise it all as well, rather than try and pack it in because all the multi basing we wanted yes. to just 
magnetize it all to the box and then put it in underneath the seat, which worked. I mean, it worked really well. Only yeah. a couple of damages, so we were yeah. all right. Um, yeah, I, I got away with no damages, actually. So I mean, you've done you well. Know. Uh, that's it. You were on the side and everything. They are. In fact, I should take a photo in the, in the box. Is it? Yeah, <laughs> how, yeah. To, how to uh, pack lightly for tournaments. There you go. Um, so we've been really limited on what we could take in terms of lists. Um, um, I mean, we've, there's been a big discussion between us and a few people, that, you know, um, a lot of people are taking lots of big monsters, dragons, that kind of thing. We just couldn't couldn't fit them all in, no. um, especially when you need the unlocks as well. And when you start taking regiments, and, you know, like uh, zombies or men at arms or skeletons or anything. Or, or just, cl- clansmen hordes. And clansmen hordes, yeah, they're huge because they're, they're, they're heavy infantry, aren't they? No, they're not. No, they're, the oh. hair schools are heavy. They're clansmen are normal infantry. Oh, okay. So. All right. There's, it shows up my knowledge. It does, yes. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we just couldn't take those kind of armies. So... Um, you've, you've gone with Northern Alliance yes uh, mainly because most of them were resin and plastic and they packed down nice and lightly mm-hmm. after my uh, water elemental incident in your car ah. destroying my river guard troop after <laughs> one came off <laughs> I decided metal models are not something to travel with plus of course they're lighter to carry around yeah no because I assume they're all resin or plastic aren't they Those are, yes yeah. uh, only the bolt throwers are metal so they're quite small so that's no, not a big deal actually I think I've jumped ahead we will get to your army yep but because uh, I don't think you've had any introduction on uh, camper charge already as, as is the the regime um, I don't know. He... I, I, don't, I don't know, but I think Steve will probably get the game that I had out with him on Thursday before I uh, came anyway, when he tabled me. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> You're ruining it for his YouTube channel. I know, Stop it. Yes. Oh, um, we'll edit that bit out. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I suppose you've got to do really an introduction, Rob, on, on how you got into the hobby um, and how you ended up getting into Kings of War. Keep it brief, because I know this could be an epic tale. It, um, it could be. I'm quite old, and I started a long time ago. There you go. <laughs> so go ahead. Sorry. Well, I, I first started at school, and it was second edition Warhammer would have been the start of the hobby. Um, so a long, long second edition time ago, uh, my brother started, and I started. And it escalated from then, went through, eighth edition Warhammer died. Um, I already had Kings of War version 1, which we did play a couple of games of while Warhammer was still alive. That was all, all interesting. And then I'm, I'm nodding here, which is not very good for a no. um, uh, podcast, but carry on. Yep. Um, so uh, we did that, and then uh, when Warhammer died, we decided Kings of War 2nd Edition had just sort of been released. So um, we both went and did that rather than something else, I think, and yeah. it's escalated since then. And, and plus it's a, a quick game to play as well, I think. You can... And well, I mean, we found it as um, I think the best way of saying it was that it was a fun game. Um, you say it was quick and easy, mm-hmm. but it's also balanced. Yes, um, to a certain extent. Yes, I'm uh, not going to get into that. Nobody, you know, put no. any comments on there. <laughs> you know. um, uh, but it, you know, it, it's got a, a good inherent balance. Um, but it's also tactical play, isn't it? We quite enjoy that element. Yes, yeah, that's a, a good a good thing to to start on. It's tactical game and not. Yeah, not, I mean, not too swingy. As with all people, you know, all you know, war gamers, you know, it's, it's something we can fit into our real life. And when we, you know, we're going through our real life, we want to be able to, when we have our, uh, our, our foibles or our, you know, hobbies, we want to enjoy them as much as we can. And I think we get quite a lot of enjoyment out of playing yeah. Kings of War. We do quite a lot of tournaments in the UK, don't we? At the moment, we, we do, yeah. yeah. And, and and our first tournament abroad. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So uh, we're not coming to America yet. 
Um, right. <laughs> we, we, we start the north and work south in Europe. Yeah, and, and, and then hotter climb. And then get to the Spanish eventually one year. No, no, no. no. Um, <laughs> uh, we need to practice before that, Rob. Um, yes. Right. So, um, yeah, so we go on. Northern Knights Army, for conquest, 2,000 points. What have you taken? I've taken a horde of clansmen uh, with the staying stone because it's five points item that fitted in there. I've got a horde of ice elementals. Uh, I've got a horde of frostfang cavalry. They're my three unlocks. Um, they've got the chalice of wrath on the frostfangs, so you know it's all important if they waver to be able to hit back with those thirty attacks. Hmm. Um, then uh, my uh, unlocks gives me two bolt throwers, ice king bolt throwers. A nice range attack, frozen rule, accurate. Uh, consistent damage output as well I find with those two and um, more importantly they fit underneath the wings of the chimera in the box <laughs> <laughs> um, which is uh, another unlock for you so I've got a, lo- a naked lord but not naked as it were <laughs> on, the, on the chimera so I've got, got a horrible vision now <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you a picture yeah. you can look at it it is safer work go yes. um, so with well, no magic items basically just elite but he um, performs a role of board control. Um, I've also then got a Lord on Frostfang with the Pipes of Terror, Snow Fox. Um, he's a good little nimble charger, also an inspiring model. So I've only got two models that inspire everything in the army, which is him and the Chimera. I've then got the Ice Queen as well uh, for uh, Blizzard, um, Heal, and some Surge with the Conjurer's Staff. I'll get an extra reroll on some of those spells. Uh, brings me up to my uh, irregular troops, which is a troop of Icekin hunters. Uh, accurate, again, fit in the box. <laughs> um, also, a uh, unit of pack hunters. I'm I'm quite enjoying the pack hunters. I've had variable results with them, but you got lucky last night. I did. They are a very versatile unit. I find um, they can do combat and they can shoot. You know, their their shooting is just as effective as their charging into combat. Uh, and then I've got a unit of snow foxes, and mm. and that rounds the army out, I believe. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's it. It's uh, only eleven drops. It's not very big. It's small and compact, but still takes up a lot of space. What's what's the unit strength on that army? Um, not as much as I would Think like. Sixteen, uh, isn't something it? like that. Yeah. Uh, so you got four from the that. You got two from the pack hunters, and then you got three and three from both the other hordes. Uh, eleven. Um, Frostfang and the Chimera. So yeah. um, foxes. Foxes for one. The troop for one. Yeah. Yeah. I probably. I should probably look. We've got a list here somewhere. I'll probably work it out. Yeah. Okay. Um, not high enough. I think we should very. I found the Northern Lights because they're a new army, third edition. We're all getting used to the third edition rules. They are. Um, they're a bit different. They're not what you normally expect. They're really immediately thinking Varangor aren't they but they're not the Varangor army no they're not especially they're... not the way you're using them no, no mine are suspiciously shooty don't mind us we're just fine no. ah, okay. <laughs> being rudely interrupted carry on that, that's quite alright yeah <laughs> so, um, so uh, yeah suspiciously shooty is how I would describe my army I've got a lot of shooting in there um, got long mid and short ranged so it, uh, it's not an army that you can sort of fly a flyer down into the rear and get away with it because I can react quite well with the shoot, the, all the icy breath, 
Uh, the javelins can just about face, which I did yesterday in a warm-up game. Uh, took down a uh, Duke on uh, winged beast or something. It was uh, <laughs> seven attack um, kingdoms of men hero. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, you say you've got lots of flexible shooting in it, and it's it's suspiciously accurate. Suspiciously accurate. Suspiciously, no. yeah, m- most of it. In fact, no. All of the shooting hits in a four. Yeah. All of it, and some of it is elite. Yeah. So um, you start putting on wounds early, early, early doors against a lot of Aikamis, and coupled with that, the frozen rule. Yeah, it just, just adds in that little extra spice, doesn't it? It does. It? Yeah, you get a reroll with the blizzard if, if they've got frozen on them. So um, that's always always handy because you don't get the reroll from the Tundra's staff, unfortunately, because it's a legendary spell. No, no, but I think it's accurate enough without it. Um, although, as you say, you get the reroll. Um, as long as you've frozen the unit beforehand yes. so the blizzard you usually fire after you fire the bolt yes. throwers or the ice kin hunters just so that you can freeze the target and then hit it with a blizzard and get that all important reroll oh, it's horrible so you can uh, you seem to hit every single time with those things uh, well, at least against me against you John yes. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, everybody else is safe <laughs> on top of that you still have quite a hard hitting element as well don't you, you yes have, um uh, you got the Chimera and the Lord. Yep, the the Lord. He's he's a very uh, versatile model. You know, pipes of terror, nine attacks, crushing three, Strider. You know, you throw him in there and you tip the balance of a combat with him with another unit. Is uh, what yeah. he's there for. He's there. He's, he's like a uh, he is a dragon in all but name, essentially. Yes. Yeah. A, a dragon with Strider. Uh, sorry, a dragon with Strider. That you can't a... that you can't ground because he doesn't fly. So you keep oh, his nimble yeah. unless it's a phalanx or ensnaring unit. Yes, yeah, that's, that's caught me out as well, hasn't it? You managed yeah. to get a flank onto um, my monolith with one of those uh, uh, moves. Okay, so how do, how do, you, how do you see your chances um, this weekend? Um, well, looking at some of the lists, I think it's going to vary on match-up. There's some lists that I know I don't think I'll be able to deal with. Um, others might vary a bit on scenario. Mm. You know, I won yesterday in the warm-up game on scenario, but I got horrendously lucky with my javelin shots. Um, <laughs> yes, you did. You know, uh, threw them in, in cover, fives to hit, fours to wound, did five wounds, double sixties knights. Yes, yeah. Um, and yeah. you needed a double six as well. Yeah. I, think, I think he was, yeah. This is the game we play. This yeah. is the game we play. Uh, it's happened to uh, happened to everybody at some point, hasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Against and for. And that, that actually won me that warm-up game last night because um, it meant he had no board control on that flank afterwards yeah I think when you're talking about the lists you're kind of referring there are a few um, min-max lists in here um, yes and there are a few some really good well-written um, I think there's some good Empire of Dust lists in here there is some good um, uh, as you say you've got the Kingdoms of Men I think there's a Brotherhood list in here with a, a yep. good combination of war machines and uh, flying characters and troops that just make it a good all-round army Although there is the horrible, what six monster? No, not monster heroes, but heroes and there's, dragons. There's the uh, the three the, the the two vampire lords on dragons yeah. and the undead flying Wyrm. Yep. Lady Alona, more than the faithless or faceless. Faceless. Yeah, faceless. Yeah. Faceless. And um, oh, I think six, five or six, yeah, five, yeah. six units of uh, zombies and a Lycanus. We've seen this before, Tom Robinson. Yes, um, you, you have been called. <laughs> Okay, so so you're reckoning then, depending on your matchup, you'll do. Um, 
fairly well, mid to fairly. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for the top half. Top half. Top, top half. I, I mean, I don't know the calibre of all the players here. Yeah, I think, it, I yeah. think it's quite high um, from the warm-up games. They, everybody seems to know what they're doing, so... You know, it could that's, that's what we try to do, don't we? We try to seem like we know what we're doing. <laughs> but not really. <laughs> well, I think that's the beauty of it. Is he right? We don't know. You don't know. It's, uh, it's nice to be able to play in a scene where you don't know everybody and you've got an option of... Um, uh, well, you don't have the, uh, the prior intelligence or knowledge of what their army and how they use it kind of comes forward, which, which is good. It'd yeah. be quite good fun in that respect. Learn something new. That's really nice. Um, so uh, my army, uh, I've taken Empire of Dust this yeah. time round, um, which is the army that I started playing it Kings was, of War yeah. with. Um, you, you're fed up of playing it, aren't you? Um, well, I think I got more fed up playing your Basilians, but... Yeah, <laughs> anyway, so um, uh, again, with the box constrictions, I was looking to try and minimise the size. So I actually went for, um, unlocks-wise, I have two regiments of mummies. I have a horde of revenants, and I have a horde of enslaved guardians. They have no add-ons. They've got no uh, artifacts or anything. Um, with that, I've taken two bone giants. I've taken the monolith, um, which I think is uh, awesome. An, an awesome uh, inclusion in the new rules. Uh, the soul snare, because why wouldn't you? And then um, I've taken three pharaohs. Yeah. Uh, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't <laughs> you? With defense six coming back onto the onto the scene. Uh, the pharaoh on foot is a roll block and a half. Um, so I've taken them in three different flavours. I've taken a flying pharaoh. All right, he's yep. not defence six, but he is still... Versatile. Versatile. I've taken the pharaoh with the internal... I think it's the eternal guard upgrade, which gives the... Elite. Elite aura um, to him and his mummy friends. And also the other pharaohs. <laughs> yeah, the other pharaohs, yeah, yeah. Which is nice, um, and then we've taken. Um, I've taken the Tomb of Darkness to get the additional surge on the other Pharaoh. I was toying with taking the caskets, you know, to uh, um, of the damned on on one or two of the units, but I thought um, probably a lot more flexible is taking the Tomb of Darkness on the Pharaoh, just yeah. so it, it could be used on any unit. And it works every time. So my plan is nice and simple: be really tough and compact. Um, uh, use surge to my best advantage. Thirty-six surge does give me a good amount of surge, but apparently, according to Tom Robinson, I need at least forty. But you know, I'm getting close. <laughs> <laughs> um, the monolith coming back to that has been is just fantastic. Having surge twenty-four inches any direction means that you've got such a flexible option you can use on either flank. It can be central. He's inspiring. He's uh, unit strength. I've got the same unit strength as you, but. I think the the monolith is such a good and use of like uh, you know objective taking loot carrying. He's such a good. I mean, he can't hurt anybody, but but he does I, everything else in between. And you can't shut his surge down unless you kill him. Yes, so that means I always have access to surge when I need it. You know, yeah. especially late game, right? When you've you've got a unit that you've got something that you can just turn and surge into the flank. He's going to be there as long as he's not dead. Yes, but that's. Half the reason the soul snare is there is to cause a bit of damage, but to keep things alive. And if you can keep the monolith alive just for that extra turn, it can make a big difference. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I think the same with you, Rob. I think I'm trying to get into uh, the top half. Um, I think it's a it's a good list. It's not 
you know, super optimal. I think it is limited in certain areas. It doesn't have a lot of large amount of shooting. It doesn't no. have a large amount of healing, although I've got a lot of regen. You forgot your bone uh, bone giants in there? No, no, I did. I, I said I had two bone giants. Two bones, yeah. So yeah, um, but we'll see. I mean, um, some people are going to get caught out by the surge, the long surges into the flanks. I've got plenty of units that can yeah, do to it. Turn one surging is what your army is capable of. Oh, capable. I think this is the thing. I mean, I, I you know I hear a lot of people talking about like surge and long tunnels church surges I mean you do need a lot I mean really to get a full 24 inches you need 40, 40 to 48 inches of surge but don't have access to all of that um, but the real advantage is just I think a lot of the time is what it's capable of doing rather than what it does it's so that threat out there threat right people can look at it and go oh hang on I can't go forward here because there's a potential that you can get a flank on me so you find the armies kind of slowly creep towards you rather than being very... Rush at you. Yes. So you've got then time to react. So you have the option of going, well, I don't need to take this in this turn. I can move up again and put myself in a better yeah. position. Um, so we'll see. Um, some people, I mean, even I, you know, surge is one of the things that catches everybody out, no matter how good you are. I yeah. mean, I've used surge for ages and with my Basilian list, I've completely forgot how to use it. <laughs> not completely. Yeah, well, not, not completely, completely but... Forgot a lot of it. So yeah, so those are our lists. Um, we're due to just go in in a minute. Um, uh, the uh, the Oslo guys have been really nice. Well, actually, no, not the Oslo guys, the Norwegian guys. So we had the, yes. the chats from Bergen. Bergen yeah. Have, um, uh, gave us a, a, a tour of the city, which was very nice. It's nice to get some fresh air just before we start. Uh, we've got a late start as well, like 11 o'clock. Which I know. Is, um, just in giving us a minute minutes. time. Yeah, 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 yeah 10 minutes. Um, but just meant that we could go and get some fresh air, see a few of the sites, you know, just work off that lunch and get, yeah. you know, get ready. Although I have to admit, it's tired us out a little bit. Um, yeah. There we go. That was their plan all along. That, yeah, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was good. A little bit of no, history as well, a little bit of history yeah. of like uh, Oslo. We got to uh, understand the the, uh, uh, the various buildings and uh, uh, their royalty. Yeah, you know, changing you know, of the guard, you know. Changing the guard, etc. Um, so our plan is really is that um, we'll do a review maybe after the first game because we'll have lunch and then maybe yeah. at the end of the end of the day I'll try and get some interviews with many of the uh, Norwegian guys because it'd be good if they could chat to you on the, um, uh, on the podcast uh, obviously Fred's got to be on here at some point um, from there on right well, we've got to get to the first game yeah. <laughs> we better go yeah. we better go um, let's go and conquer yeah conquer conquest <laughs> yeah We're here after the first game. Yeah. Um, my opponent is here. It's uh, Jürgen. Correct. Um, I actually don't know your second name, Jürgen. What's it? Oh, it's Orga. 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 No, no. Orga. All right. <laughs> yeah. I was going to attempt that a third time, but I think I'm just going to leave yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's fine. We've just played the first game, which was Smoke and Mirrors. Yes. Um, you've come uh, to the tournament from Bergen. Yes, which is on the west coast of Norway. Yes, it is. Which is just as much of a travel for you to get here as it is for me to get from, from England. Yeah, actually, the way we travelled, we, we actually spent a longer time than you did. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Taking the train, so approximately eight, seven and a half, eight hours. Okay. Yeah. So, um, as your fir first time on Counter Charge, I think it would be a good idea for you just to give a, a, a quick introduction about 
uh, where you come from, how did you get into to Kings of War, how did you get into wargaming, so crack on. Crack on, okay, thank you. Uh, you know, I, I started playing like everybody else when I was uh, younger, in, uh, in uh, like high school, late uh, elementary school. Yeah. And then uh, we played Warhammer in my garage. My parents uh, had a nice garage that was like oh, right. the hub for... Uh, no for space for their car, just for your, your wall That's game. actually correct. They, they actually <laughs> built a second garage to have a, their car in. Oh, this wow. Is true. There you go. So it's very nice to have like encouraging parents. Uh, so we were a group of five to six guys playing in the garage, mm-hmm. never going out, meeting anybody else. <laughs> playing, playing Warhammer, of course. Yes. Uh, we got into it at this, the end of 5th uh, edition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then we played for some years in the garage, uh, never intermingling with anybody else. And then something came up on our radar, yeah. girls. <laughs> yeah. And then we all stopped. Yeah. Uh, and we, di- we didn't play for like, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my mom uh, at some point said, you know, I have all your stuff in the garage. Can you please get rid of it? <laughs> and I said, yeah, let me check out what I have. And, uh, you know, I was a student, uh, and I, had, uh, I was in a stable relationship, so uh, no kids yet, so, we, yeah. so we had, I had a lot of time on the nights to, like, so I got uh, the figures from the boxes and started, like, putting them on bases again, painting a little bit, and then we got into 8th edition, Yep. and we hated it. Oh, I right. Think, yeah, we did, we did. We think right from the start? Right from the start. It was bloated, and it, it took too long, and the mm-hmm. rules were complicated. So we didn't play that much, but I kept on like doing painting and assembling of figures, and, and then um, Tuls. I actually got in contact with Tuls, which is uh, one of the other guys from Bergen. Mm-hmm. He's an active member of the gaming club in Bergen, which I had never been to, and I was really afraid going there because <laughs> because of the stereotype of the war yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kind of defined myself kind of, maybe a little bit better than them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, going there one night, very nervous, mm-hmm. and I got in there and uh, I realized, hey, these guys are all like me, and uh, uh, yeah. From then on, we started playing Kings of War. Yeah. Uh, Twins introduced me to it. So this was at the uh, very start of second edition Kings of War, and we have been playing ever since. Uh, so we have a small scene in Bergen, five, six, seven active guys, and mm-hmm. twice that, uh, like more uh, peripheral, that come and play now and then, yes. they come to tournaments. So it's, I think it's a, of course we should have liked uh, more players, but it's, it's a healthy scene in a way. It's, uh, we all do, Jürgen. Yeah. Right? It'd be nice to get more and more players, and half the reason we do these casts is yeah. that you've yeah. got like something uh, to draw people to it. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, that's no, good. Um, I was uh, probably a good idea to also introduce the army that you're using. I mean, um, uh, coming here, we were thinking that we just, it's so many new players for us and new armies that you're using. It's very different to what we have yeah. just because of the way you've grown. Because um, you're using Empire Miniatures, Warhammer Empire yes, Miniatures. Yes, I'm using my old Warhammer Empire Miniatures. Uh, which, which arm are they? I, I, I'm terrible at remembering. <laughs> they are the League of Rodia. Ah, right. In yeah. War, yeah. yeah. So what have you taken in your army? Uh, it's a uh, simple recipe, infantry, mm-hmm. some cavalry, some shooting, some flyers, and a nimble hero. So it's a horde of foot guard, three pole arms regiments. The foot guard horde obviously has brute strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, battle shrine, three organ guns, um, a duke on a winged uh, arrowless, mm-hmm. baron on an arrowless, honor guard with Jesse's boots, and uh, knights with a caterpillar, army standard bearer, wizard. Yeah, that's it. Okay. 12 lightning bolts, 36 shots, 
and yeah. Yeah, it's it does something in every phase, doesn't it? Does, it? it does. And you've got um, some solid troops, you've got some solid cavalry, and you've got some 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 nimble flyers. So you've yeah. got tools for every situation. Yeah, I do, and I, I don't think it's very, I don't think it's super powerful in any phase except the shooting phase. If I get lucky, is devastating. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, but it's not like uh, I have these Death Star units that can just grind on and uh, take uh, punishment and keep fighting. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, I think you have to like it's a little bit of a finesse army because like knights and uh, honor guard, yeah, they're very good, but uh, you don't want to leave them out hanging. Yes. Uh, and. Uh, so if you play right, get the right matchup, the right scenario, terrain. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. We all hope for that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we played Smoke and Mirrors, um, uh, which is essentially the ten bluff tokens, so five each. Yes. After deployment, we set them up in each side. Um, I've I've played it before. You played it before as well. I have once. <laughs> once there yeah, you go. Yeah. I've uh, played it a couple more times actually. So. Um, uh, I find it's like, uh, you know, when I look at that scenario, it's a, almost a tiny mini game right at the start. Because yeah, yeah. You're, you're looking at it and you're, you're choosing your side based on the, to the tokens yeah. and where you're going to be going. And then, you, then you're placing your tokens down and they're bluff. It's, it's a game yeah. of poker, isn't yeah, it? It is. It's a small game of poker. Yeah. And you're just trying to like push people into places where you want them to go. Yeah. And it's, it's quite hard, you know? Yeah, um, I think the scenario is great. I think mm. it's a great addition to third edition with, uh, with these bluff tokens. Yeah. Because they bring a new element. Uh, and I've seen some people complain a bit about them online. I've seen some people like them. I really like them. I think they, they are important to keep the game uh, fresh in a way. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I I agree with you. It's something different. It's a I mean it's very hard after, well the the Clash of Kings really brought all the scenarios up to up to speed. Yeah. Gave us so many different options, and they've always been adapting. So it's really nice to get again another fresh look yeah, on definitely um, scenario play is one of the things I really yeah. enjoy about yeah. the game in, as a whole. So um, so yeah, we just we've just played. Yeah. Um, I don't know the best way to do this. I think probably the best maybe just. When you saw the army that I was using, how did you think that you wanted to play the game? Your list has uh, lots of solid troops, uh, regen, surge, mm -hmm. the soul snare is terrifying, pharaohs, uh, three pharaohs with defense six, mm -hmm. so you have perfect roadblock units. Um, but what you don't have is uh, like movement uh, dominance. You don't have flyers, you don't have, yeah, you have the flying pharaoh, but you know, five attacks, ignore him, let him do what he <laughs> wants. That's yeah, yeah. The only way to deal with him, I think, um, and um, play to your own plan. And mm -hmm. my plan in this mission was, uh, as you said, there was a mini game at first. I have uh, one uh, nimble speed eight uh, large cavalry hero. Yes, yeah. And, and I have one flyer, and they are, of course, important to get flanks and stuff. But they are not that expensive, so they are perfect pieces to like just. Abandoned ship, go yes. get tokens. So that was my plan actually, placing my three organs centrally, mm -hmm. uh, protected uh, by uh, by some uh, pole arms and the foot guard to the left of them, to just uh, no, I mean not foot guard, the honor guard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. To to like uh, have some unit strength there and have some threat projection with uh, in, in melee as well as uh, shooting, and just keep you from coming. Yes. And that I think that worked. You were very cautious. Yes. In your advance. I mean, when I look to the uh, look to the, the scenario, I look at this scenario. I'm trying to bunch everything together. Yeah. I don't want you spreading all over yeah. the place. I want to be going right. Let's concentrate in this corner. Yeah. Um, so I kind of almost set up maybe not even 
just over halfway of, of the centre of the board, yeah. just concentrating on one half of the yeah. table, so I'd funnel down there, which to a certain extent is um, the only thing I feel I can really do with this army because yeah. it's it really works when it's all close proximity, yeah. when it reacts. Yeah, like when you suddenly get a flank surge with your bone giant and, yes. and, and combine it with a soul snare and maybe throw in a pharaoh for good measure, and mm. then it's very difficult to defend against. Yes. But um, what I did was actually I placed my points tokens to mm -hmm. the edges where you certainly did them. far away and in actual yeah. fact that, that um, you'd placed your tokens in the third to half of the table that I wasn't even deployed in there was yeah. no chance of me getting to those yeah. tokens um, which is good because it, it really did actually mean that you had um, the, the two and a one um, yeah. so you had three points that you, I couldn't even contest yeah. and you'd, you'd use the hero right at the end I think the really clever thing about what you did is that you used the heroes um, to almost deflect me for a certain amount of time and then move on to the counter. So it stopped me from moving too far forward and made me very cautious. Yeah. I mean, my, you know, um, uh, I think you played it very well because you, you stopped my, my advance at the start. I mean, we talked about yeah. getting turn one and turn two at yeah. the start. If I'd have got the advantage, I'd have gone second because I wanted to yeah. avoid your shooting for a certain amount of time and move into it yeah. rather than giving you those extra turns of shooting. Um, uh, if I'd have played it again, I'd probably gone, well, turn one, I've just got to go for it. I've really yeah. got to push forward and give you a chance to shoot me, but just weather the storm as such, yeah. you know, allow the uh, pharaoh to get into a position to harass some of your shooting yeah. um, and, and go from there. But, you know, it's, yeah. um, yeah, it's but easy I, to look back on I, I hindsight, isn't right? it? So, yeah, yeah. so, that, so that was big for me. I want, you. Yeah, I, want, yeah. I want you to come into my sh uh, uh, my zone of fire mm -hmm. uh, so I can start putting out salvos and um, yeah then I have this this advantage at yeah. the end that I can okay I can look this is how it's going yeah. I'll just move off and so we, you, you'd actually done really well so on the, the left hand flank we'd had to use a, a blocking piece of terrain which stopped my giant and my revenants combining together to charge um, your uh, foot honor guard, guard. foot guard, foot guard. Yeah. And so the foot guard then blocked it up. So that stopped me right at the end uh, from being able to claim objective. You did really well because it's so tempting just to commit them early. You really yeah. did well in just like holding them back because a lot of this game is about timing. If you yeah, can get that definitely. timing right, you can move. You can get yourself into a good position. So you managed to basically on that flank equal out on the number of tokens yeah. so that we had one, you had one. Uh, I placed a, a, a two fairly centrally and most of the fight happened around basically... You, just slightly to one side of the center section yeah. where everything kind of engaged and yeah, in the end I'd won the fight but you'd pushed through and managed to get one of your 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 uh, what they called the pole arms pole arms yeah. into a position where they could claim the uh, the, the central objective and I have to admit I totally lost I mean I uh, lost sight of the number of turns I was getting there and I was going oh yeah what turn is this yeah, yeah. Right, where are the objectives and um, you took full advantage of that, and I was left at, at the end. It was quite a quite a crushing victory. Right? You had not not attrition wise, but token wise. So oh yeah, yeah, token wise. I mean, that was in the end. You ended up with uh, six tokens. Is that six, right? Yeah, six points. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I've had only the one. Yeah. Because we're using the blackjack system. What do you reckon to the blackjack system? Do you do you enjoy that? Yeah. You know what? I uh, I enjoy it. All scoring systems. I don't have a strong opinion about it. What's I you're a scoring system fan? <laughs> no, I'm a scoring system agnostic or something like yeah, that. That's yeah. it, yeah. No, uh, I think um, when like what Fred has done here is he prepare these very orderly, nice sheets, mm -hmm. so it's easy to fill out. And of course, I'd say one thing: Fred didn't prepare those. You did. 
No, no, the blackjack comes with a mustache. Oh, sorry. sorry. We know Fred, right? Yeah. You know, if he can do an easy thing, he'll do yeah. an easy thing, which I don't blame him. Credit should go where credit is due. <laughs> so it's uh, <laughs> the official blackjack scoring sheets, right? Oh, very good. That yeah. Fred printed out <laughs> and handed out. No, he didn't hand them out. I had to get it myself. So. But okay. <laughs> no, I think it's good. Fred but, is a very good tournament organizer. We're not, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. No, but it, it's, uh, I think it's uh, good. It re- rewards scenario play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is the the point behind it, I think, uh, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. and uh, like in this scenario, I get uh, plus two points because of the. Um, the uh, so you break it down. It's quite easy. So first up, you get how much for a win? Fourteen. So you get fourteen, yeah. and the loss is seven. So the yes. total score is twenty-one. Yes. And then there's two factors. Yeah. Uh, the scenario bonus and the attrition bonus. Yeah. Scenario can give you plus four. Yeah. Or minus four, depending on how badly or well you've done, yeah. and. Attrition is plus three minus three. So you won, you got 14. And because you got how many tokens? It was six. Six. So with a difference of five meant that you got... Plus minus two. So you got the plus two. I lost two. The attrition was very close. I I killed 660 points and you killed... 450. 450. So... Not a very bloody battle. Not a very bloody... I I think that kind of summed it up. It was very much... It was a very cagey fight. Where you shot me, I healed. Yeah. Um, where we got into combat, we only got into combats where we thought we had a little yeah. bit of not. We never yeah. really sacrificed anything, no. and I think it was it was quite. Real. I mean, you know, um, if we'd have gone into a turn seven, uh, even then, I think I would have been hard pushed to have got a draw. A hard pushed, I'd have yeah. possibly. There was a, a theoretical possibility for you to actually get the there win. There was a theoretical, yeah. but what we were talking about, it was yeah. they were fine. It yeah. was. I mean, uh, it would it would involve me getting. Uh, above average um, really on my dice because I had to eliminate three units um, to just claim one objective token and I also had to kill another unit so that allowed me to then roll over so there's lots in it so so you played it well enough that I was just um, I was left in a position that was good so I mean it's you know um, it was a really good game I really enjoyed it yeah I did as well you you know it's nice to have a uh, an opponent that makes you think and then it gives you uh, that's the way I enjoy it. Yeah. You know, I enjoy the tactical backwards and forwards yeah. and then uh, you know, the afterwards as long as you learn something that's yeah, the most yeah. important thing so what did you learn? Uh, I learned that <laughs> do not forget what turn you're on very, uh, very smart turn. do not forget where the objectives are yeah. Um, so yeah I mean I, I'm really looking forward to the rest of the tournament yeah. um, we, I think we're we're due to get some lunch. We're going to go and choose some armies. Have you, have you seen any armies that you like the look of? Or? Oh yeah, I like the look of your army. Oh, that was very, very nice. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the Empire of Dust. Uh, uh, I think there are actually some nice armies here. Mm-hmm. Um, you have uh, Vidog. Vidog has made this. Yes, yeah, seen yeah. That? The yeah, display yeah. board with Night Soakers all integrated with all of these little scenes. Yeah, and it's, he's got like a, um, is it a Greater Abyssal Fiend with like a Joker face on it? Yeah, know? and uh, what do you call it? Uh, Mohican. Mohican, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a very good conversion. I yeah, quite like that. Cool. Because uh, it, it hasn't converted the face, but it just looks like a. a when you, when yeah, you yeah, it, I can't yeah. remember. It's the. It's like the, there's the Batman uh, combat game, isn't there? Yeah, where yeah. it gets really kind of like. Um, but yeah, um, so good luck, buddy. I think you're, you're going to be going up to the top tables, you know? Don't, don't get a nosebleed. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, good. Thank you very much for coming to chat to us. Yeah. Um, I'll probably be catching up with you, but probably not on the table. <laughs> so, we are here just after the finish of game two. Yeah. Um, uh, second game, 
we rolled, what, what was the scenario again? It was uh, Rage, wasn't it? Yeah. Rage. Uh, and I'm here with my good friend Trolls. Yeah. Is it Trolls, isn't it? Yeah. T-R-U-L-S. There you go. <laughs> it's one cool name. Uh, it, uh, you've got a second name. I, um, I, I remember the last time we had a second name on here, I, I couldn't pronounce it. Trolls Lilliber. Lilliber. Yeah. Is that all right? Is that, yeah, that's that, all right. Oh, yeah, there you that's figured actually. Okay. So we've just played uh, Raze. Um, so that is... Again, quite a lot of objectives. Mm. Um, so three on either side with the central objective um, and then trying to claim uh, the ones in your opposing half mm. and take those out. As soon as you've got those, you've got them and then you're just fighting over the central one. Um, so uh, Trolls is, the, you know, is the, the way with these things. It's first time on Counter Charge. Yeah. Um, do a, an introduction. Tell us about you, because are you with the Bergen guys again as yes, well? Yes, that's right. We came here by train um, last night. Mm-hmm. We've been uh, traveling by train over the mountain from Bergen. Yeah, because yeah. I, 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 I mean, Jürgen as well, obviously he was the first, but um, when you start talking about traveling by car over the mountains, that's more of a journey than... Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> and he was saying that it took you just as long, if not longer, by train to get here than we did just flying over. We, yeah. were, we were racing you down. <laughs> um, and he, he was saying there's quite, an, there's quite a... Well, not a huge scene, but there's, you've got quite a few people. Is it in that, like five or six quite regular? Yeah, like yeah, people going to tournaments. or the, There's like twice a year we, we go to tournaments. There's a tournament in Bergen in the, uh, in the autumn, and then there's a tournament here now mm. in, in January. So do, you, do you get the guys from Oslo coming over to Bergen as well? Yeah, do you? yeah. so they, I think last, yeah, last fall they had a team tournament. And they, uh, maybe it was two or three teams of three. So yeah. six or, or nine people from, from Oslo came over, wow. which is really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like those team tournaments. I think we discussed yeah. this, I think it was last night as well, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. I just like the fact that you can, you've got almost like another game before you start the game yeah, where you're exactly. going, right, who you, you know, if you know who they are, you're like, well, I don't want to place him. Yeah. Like, let's, you know, put a list up and then put another list up and then see who you're going to play against each other. Yeah, you could try and uh, discuss like, okay, uh, get favorable matchups and uh, mm-hmm. it's uh, fun. <laughs> In the inside the team to discuss like uh, different scenarios and, and stuff like that. So it's a, it's a more more of a social event with the, the team tournament, I think. Yes, yeah, yeah, you were saying it's because you you have to interact. You've yeah. got you know rather than one on one, it's one well, three versus three, isn't it? So yeah. you do get a little bit of a conversation, mm. and then after the game, assume once you've played your game, or somebody the, the time's coming over, and you've got yeah. to be able to have that little bit of tactical help as well. Yeah, don't you? yeah. yeah. and uh, it's uh, when you lose a game, it's like okay, I lost, but my 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 uh, the other team members won, so the team actually won. Yes, and yeah, when yeah. I win, it's like oh, we won it like together, and you share the the joy. So I think it's a uh, it's a good way to do do two months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, you know, there's so many ways you can do this. You know, yeah. there's so many ways you can skin a cat. I don't know, but. Um, <laughs> Um, so this is a uh, first time on a countercharge podcast. Yeah. Um, although Dougan and Jürgen, you um, uh, in Norway, there's a couple, isn't there? Where you have a, a Norwegian one. Yeah. Um, called Nordkrig. I'm not going to pronounce that. No, it just means kings and war. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So yeah, that's all in Norwegian. So you've got yeah. a fair, an uptake on that, and we were aware of the um, the giant dwarf podcast that mm. you know um, uh, Fred has been doing. Um, but first time on countercharge, so. Yeah. They always want to know a little bit of backstory. Yeah. So give us your backstory in wargaming. All right. Um, well, first time I 
I mean, I've been uh, reading fantasy and stuff from since I was a kid. And then uh, my mom once she brought home uh, like she thought it was a, a, a fantasy book, but it sounds like one of those uh, choose your own adventure things. Oh yeah, 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 so yeah the ones where you flip from one page to the other. Yeah, yeah and then you uh, make uh, a character sheet where you give uh, your character or a hero uh, different stats, and then you roll against those stats. And I, I never really figured out how to do it but I thought it was really interesting and then uh, <laughs> uh, a few years later uh, with my cousin I visited him in, in Hegerson and there was a, a shop there that sold Games Workshop products okay so we went in there and you got a few a couple of uh, free, free pamphlets and stuff like that and I bought uh, there my first Minis, which was a box of eight clan rats uh, and the, the Bowman Lord, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't want these guys. I want this guy. Yeah, the, the big scary guy, yeah. yeah. So uh, I think by the time I was 13, 14, I would, we were like uh, in, in, in my school and in my class, we were uh, collecting Warhammer miniatures and playing Warhammer games. Uh, and then, uh, let's see, uh, I kept playing like taking the bus into this to, to town I go now bus drive when I was like 15, wow, 16 bus drive. Yeah. wow yeah. I was living far out in the, on, the, on the coast uh, yeah. and my dad had to pick us up because the bus didn't go all the way back at the evening because it was so yeah. late yeah, yeah. yeah and he was, he was pretty he was happy sick. about that yeah, yeah. very happy about that <laughs> but, um, so I, I built a skipping army and painted the whole thing um, and brought it to the store there and, and played uh, Warhammer Fantasy played some uh, 40k um, then you know, going to uh, university and stuff like that, the uh, practical things and other things got in the way. And uh, you, uh, you mean you, you mean girls? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Socializing, you socializing, know. and also yeah, like moving to a different. Uh, I was in Florida for a year, and I was in, in Trondheim for a couple of years. So I didn't bring my minis. Yeah, and uh, I got back home and. Brought them back out. There was a, a active community in Bergen. Um, uh, Chris Burks, who's, who's British, he, he he used to be the uh, the miniature guy at the, the store in in uh, in Bergen uh, yeah. called Valhalla at that time, and he had uh, organized like a club. Uh, so there were people coming there playing Warhammer Fantasy and Fort Gate mostly. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and then. Well, you know, I was playing uh, Fatsy again uh, at eighth. It was, I think, I got back in it like in seventh edition and then in eighth okay. edition. Yeah, yeah. And then by the time uh, eighth edition was close to getting to its end, I was realizing, ah, oh, this is this is so much stuff to uh, get to know, like all the new army books and the new rules and everything. There was a lot of like uh, rules to remember. Yeah. You have to remember the combos for each yeah. army and. I was like, oh, this Spell. is. I don't have time to 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 learn all that shit. So I was actually <laughs> sorry. Uh, I was actually. I think that was going to get dinged. Yeah. Carry on. Uh, I was looking actually at Kings of War, uh, the first edition. Oh, I was right, reading yeah. it, and yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, this is this is it's familiar and it's easier and this is more to my liking. Yep. And then uh, end times came along and all the the stuff that happened there, and I was like, okay, this is. This is the time to, to really get into this game. So did you do that the, um, separate to Jürgen as well? Because you, you're from the yes. same town. So you yeah. guys kind of met having already discovered Kings of War and then yeah. just went, oh, we're going to play some games. Yeah, because I paint, uh, uh, sorry, posted on the, the Facebook group of uh, the, the club, like, who wants to try Kings of War? And there was this guy, uh, um, uh, Simon, who's the, the German guy. Yeah, yeah. He just uh, came to, uh, I've been in Bergen for a couple of years now. He wanted to try it. So we met up and tried it and I think we played our first game at his place 
and the whole game took like an hour and a half, two thousand points. Yes, it was like this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was, it, was that first edition or was that second? Edition? That was, I think, that was as the second edition came, or right yeah, before yeah. that, or something like that. Yeah. So as uh, as uh, Age of Sigmar uh, happened, uh, and everyone was trying to figure out, okay, where are we going now? Is it going to Ninth Age, Age of Sigmar, or mm-hmm. what's it going to be? And me and him uh, kept pushing uh, Kings of War, and some people like the. Uh, players of the ETC and stuff they went to play in Ninth Age because yes. that was more similar to what they're playing and, and we a, a bunch of us decided we wanted to play uh, King's Walk because it's more to our liking yeah so uh, and since then we've been yeah playing um, playing games at the club and arranging tournaments and uh, meeting up with the Oslo guys because I didn't I wasn't part of that like tournament scene uh, on King until I played, started playing King's War yes. I wanted yeah, yeah. to spend more time doing that so uh, that's the thing. I, I think we ended up gravitating towards it because we were playing some Warhammer tournaments, but it was just the way that you could just get more games. And yeah. the fear of going to like tournaments where you can sign up and it's going to be really competitive mm. and it's going to be hard work and I'm going to get no fun out of this whatsoever mm. is that every game was, you know, it's been backwards and forwards. Yeah. You know, you, you, you get involved in every game, you get a chance to meet somebody new. Uh, yeah, it's nice when that, you know, it works out and it's, yeah. you know, uh, because we don't have much free time, it's always uh, good to uh, be able to make the most of it yeah. and enjoy what we're doing. Okay, exactly. So that's where we lead, lead up to now, is that? Yeah. So that's where you've you've come down. Is this how many conquests have you been to? Uh, this is my, I think it's the no, sec, second one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe it's the second one. Yeah, the second or third one. This, it's been three so far. Yeah. And then we uh, we had the tournament uh, in Bergen. It's been I think it's we have three tournaments in Bergen. Okay. Yeah, so that's those are the big tournaments we've been uh, we've been attending, and then also we have had have arranged like um, uh, uh, like couples couple little tournaments, or like uh, with the two players on each, or four ta- players on each table. Yes, yeah, yeah. My, in my place, uh, like little smaller, a little more. Or do it over the kind of weekend, so you yeah. have like a, like a, a like group of games one day, and stuff one day together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good way of doing it, is it? You yeah. know, uh, I think we end up going to about. Uh, I think I was talking to our friend Rob, and we probably mm. do about seven or eight in a year. Yeah. So I can imagine you've got some weekends for you. Go, well, you know, might as well use it. You know, yeah. you should yeah. come over to England. You know, like yeah, some tournaments over there. Yeah, it's probably easier to get uh, fly over there than we'll to come and pick you up train. from the airport. Yeah, right? you know, you come down. <laughs> okay, so back to the game. Yeah. Um, this year you brought it's it, it's elves, is it? Is yeah, it's Sil- Sylvankin. Sylvankin. Yeah. Okay. It's my old uh, wood elf army that I uh, rebased. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Give us a breakdown of your list. Go on. What, what have you brought with you? All right. I brought... Um, I basically have uh, two uh, parts of the army. It's the tree part of the army. It's the two hordes of forest chamblers and a regiment of uh, hunters uh, um, and a tree herder with the world father upgrade. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's the mobile uh, part of the army, which is a uh, regiment of glitched, um what's it called Silver Breeze yes yeah yeah and um, the uh, Gladestalkers a uh, uh, unit of troop of Gladestalkers and then the um, oh, what's it called the uh, Windborne yes. yeah Windborne yeah, troops yeah, yeah and then uh, the, the Wild Girl Panthers two troops of those yeah and then yeah. I have a, a mage with uh, heal 7 and uh, Bane Chant to look after the uh, tree hunter you've also got the is it the Dragon Kindred Lord oh, yeah, as well yeah yeah, yeah so they've got a Dragon Lord uh it's the is it, what's the other tree uh, element? Not the big ones, the small ones. What are they? Uh, the those are the hunters. The hunters, hunters of the wild. Yeah, that's yeah. it. 
They've got they've got a lot better actually in this yeah. division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're not as say hitty, but they're tougher. So yeah. you, 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 I know it's um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like defense five. What? <laughs> what? what are you talking about? Um, so what you, you say your plan with your army is to have that kind of solid core of tree yeah. um, to go and push for objectives and then mm. dance around a little bit with the the shooting element, tie yeah. things up, try and yeah. nibble away. Yeah. Um, so what was your plan kind of going into playing Rays then what was your kind of thoughts well because um, it's like I told you it's, it's this army it's hard to know because, depending on the opponent like when do I need to be aggressive with the trees and when do I need to hold back and shoot and try to outmaneuver before I engage yep uh, at this point I because uh, I, I found that usually the, the uh, plan I use is to put the trees on one side and then scout them far ahead and then arrange them in a way that I can pivot 90 degrees and then my most of the Hitty unit is actually playing along the other way of the, of the board instead of directed towards my opponent. Yes, so, yes. so kind of you, you're flank. kind of creating those um, avenues to get flanks and yeah. just push people away rather than allowing them to yeah, come in. or fight a smaller part of his army Yes. Uh, while his other army tries to catch me and uh, try, has to navigate through the old mobile and shooty stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so my plan playing you now is then to I've scouted the trees ahead and then grab the objectives uh, that I could and then try and uh, engage those um, uh, revenants is that called? yeah so the horde of revenants yeah horde yeah, of yeah. revenants and then try to concentrate my hitting power on that knock it out and so I could deal with the mummies and all that other stuff uh, yes later. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was my plan, and then use the Windborn, mm -hmm. uh, which are excellent units, to make sure that no one tries to bother my trees while I try to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> try to keep pushing them me back. Yeah, 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 keep pushing them back. Use the uh, Wild Panthers to to uh, to uh, chaff you up and and uh, threaten with the dragon, yeah. so that if you try and close in on the trees, the dragon will will threaten your flanks and your rear. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that was my plan. Was, I mean, my plan going in was was fairly similar to kind of yours, although mine doesn't have the kind of width I was hoping just to concentrate on uh, two of the objectives that I knew that I could get to and then, I'll be honest, possibly get like the uh, the third over in the right-hand corner. Mm. But I saw your trees going down and I, I, I just concentrate the, 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 the bulk of my kind of hitting power there. Mm. Um, mm. I have to admit, you know, I missed what I'm saying to you and I put the enslaved guardians far out my flank going, I'll protect your objective and being caught and try and capture my objective later on. Um, but it was a, a misuse, I think, of like a, a hard-hitting alpha unit. Yeah. Went, oh yeah, I'll stick them over there. <laughs> yeah. they'll, get, they'll get in sometime we'll be fine what do you mean they don't they're going on the double yeah um, yeah I did that last time last game as well actually my uh, forest shambles was sitting on objective like turn two yeah. going okay we're actually not contributing to anything here yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have to yeah start moving and uh, being shambling that's not going to happen in any time no yeah you can't react so well yeah so the the game kind of unfolded a little bit like you uh, like you in uh, uh, as you mentioned is mm. that down that flank you managed to move the tree uh, uh, the tree herder the tree kin um, I forget that name again hunters of the wild hunters of the wild yeah. and they had all gone down so you were pretty much in my half of the table the only thing I had was my line of infantry so the the revenants mm. two of the giants and some mummies kind of just holding one objective whereas you'd managed to shamble forward. And although I'd use the ferret to block you, mm. you know, one of the ferrets, they're great roadblocks, these little guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you'd still, he couldn't stop you from claiming the furthermost objective. So you were, you, you were a token up at this point in time. Mm. <clears throat> and then you kind of moved from there. You kind of engaged 
but that, I think the biggest turning point was that you hit the Revenant Horde yeah. with uh, two Shamba Hordes and the Tree Herder. Yeah, that was it. The and Hunters, that. I remember. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, the Tree true. Herders and, uh, and going in. Yeah. Um, but they just couldn't break them. Nah. That was, uh, and that was, like you said, that was the turning point. I was like, okay, if I had been able to break that Revenant Horde, I could be able to pivot around and then uh, be ready for the rest of, <coughs> rest of your army coming forward, but it didn't happen, unfortunately. No, and uh, that's one of the things they were saying about the, um, I think we were talking about as well, your, your small and nimbler stuff mm. didn't take advantage, I think, of my misplacement of the Insane Guardians as well, because mm. that would been good to maybe concentrate those guys down realising they're a weak area mm. and then I put on the flank but it's easy to say that yeah. isn't it because I know what they're doing and I'm not trying to tell you that yeah. <laughs> I'm not going oh these guys are misplaced oh yeah, they're going to yeah. die uh, yeah. no I think I was more worried about uh, the pharaohs and the other mummies going in like I knew okay this is now the revenants are stuck I, can't, I couldn't take them out now I need to buy more time uh, so that the mummies also doesn't get into and, uh, and get my trees yeah. So that was my uh, that was my fair at the point. But them holding, so the revenants holding, um, and then that just left a lot of flanks. Well, uh, just essentially a flank onto one of the tree herders, and yeah. that just then capitulated down that flank. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pharaohs getting in, the flying yeah. pharaoh oh, doing what they that one as well. <laughs> he got me in the end, actually, didn't he? And he got. But yeah. he, he does. He does his nuisance and yeah. just runs in, does some extra surges. Mm. Um, uh, I think that the one learning point I had from the last game playing against Jürgen is the twofold is to do it right so you, you're in the right place at the right time mm. you don't overcommit uh, too early or you don't miss the objectives mm. which is and then third or secondly is just concentrate on the objectives and make sure you're, you've got those in your mind the entire time because yeah. it's easy to forget isn't yeah. it yeah you get the red mist and then yeah the red mist <laughs> kill the ball um Although yeah, the, uh, the 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 girl panthers did a good job of uh, <coughs> holding up their unit of mummy, so I oh, gee, they double won the yeah, girl panthers. Great. That was great. They'd, they'd uh, <laughs> either, you know drain life them with the soul snare, hadn't yeah. they? And then the mummies go in and go, "This is going to be easy," you know. Yeah. Oh. A load of wild pan. Oh, they've held. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, and I think it was just that, and then it just kind of like um, slowly turned over from there. It was just it's one of those these games that they just kind of mm. snowball and it's hard mm. to get back in. Yeah. I mean the last turn it was a case of you had your kindred lord dragon had an opportunity to try a long shot to kill the enslaved guardians and contest the center objective. Um, and that would give you a, a low a low loss, I think, when yeah. at the end of the day. Um, uh, but instead you, you went for the points, killed the Pharaoh mm. and those little those guardians came back to haunt you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they took up the dragon, and then it was it was game. So you've had a couple of tough games then. Um, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's. Uh, I don't I haven't spent that much time because this is a, the army is completely new. Uh, you know, from even the rules, uh, the, the army yeah. list, and I haven't. It's because it's much new time. for third edition. Because yeah. you've only just got Uncharted Empires. I mean, yeah. I've struggled to get some games of third, let alone a yeah. games with Uncharted Empires. No, I think I've had uh, two games: one mm. with uh, one on UB and one uh, live. And then I've just been practicing, like, okay, how do I deploy? <laughs> yes. And how do I move? How do I do? I how do I use the scout move? And how do I move first turn? Mm-hmm. That's basically what I've just been practicing on UB uh, up until the game, just to make sure. Okay, how do I? move my shooters to be just out of range but still within shooting range so I could be able to like use the nimble to, to pivot move pivot 12, 10 inches and still within and do the, all that stuff so um, yeah. but uh, it's the shooting isn't doing that much against the uh, the uh, the dust army 
because you keep yeah. healing it. And it's, a, it's a little bit of healing, a little bit of regen, and yeah. it all just keeps adding up. And yeah. the life leech as well yeah. is just it's rubbing salt in the wound, isn't it? Every time you just go, that's <laughs> another one off, and you go, yeah. well, there's oh, mummies. They spend so much time <laughs> trying to. Uh, nope, sorry. <laughs> well, I'm not sorry. Um, yeah, well, sorry, no, sorry. But okay, so we've got got one more game to go, haven't we? Yeah. One more game for today. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'll have to see it all like uh, that pans out, but. Good luck with it all. Oh, thank you. Is there anything else you want to say to the counter charge? Uh, <laughs> put you on the spot here, haven't I? Yeah, no, I would. Um, uh, I would advise people to come over to uh, to um, conquest mm-hmm. again. It's, it's an international tournament. It's now. international. We have Danes. We have British. Yeah, uh, yeah. So now you're going to have to uh, come over and uh, and getting to Oslo is is pretty easy. I have to admit, it's very easy. I yeah. mean, just flying in. Yeah. And then you got the train straight into the yeah. center of Oslo. Twenty minutes, and then you're in the center, and then at the ten minute walk, you're at the hotel, and you have everything you need there. Yeah, so and also you, you know, in the morning you get a tour by the by the the locals, or yeah, you go and see the palace. And, yeah. And, you know, Get a, a little history about the, the royal family. You yeah, know. yeah, yeah. We take care of our uh, guests here and there. Uh, yeah, you do. Yeah. You do very much. Look, thank you very much, Joel. Thank All you. Right. Good luck with everybody. Thank you. So we're just here after round three. Yeah. Round three. Um, I've got uh, Martin, isn't it? Martin, that's my name. Yeah. Right. I've butchered the last two surnames. What's the surname, Martin? Dahl. Dahl. Oh, that's easy. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's easy. Simple. Yeah. Martin Dahl. So, ah, yeah, well, so yeah. There you go. I, I gave you a big send up, and then it was you know it yeah. was easy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we've just uh, done round three. Um, we had uh, the scenario. Uh, what was it? It was not loot. What was it? What um, push? Push. So after a bit of debate, we managed to get it right. So we had uh, the three loot tokens. The loot token in the middle. Uh, Martin. You're using a men? Kingdoms of Men army, yeah. Kingdoms of Men army. Um, Usually on these things, what they do is they ask to give like a a little hobby background, how you actually got into the hobby. Yeah, yeah, Um, cool. Brief explanation of how you got into the hobby, how you got into... Um, into uh, Kings of War. Yeah. Um, now I said the the other guys you've had on the uh, so far have been from Bergen. Yeah. Where, where do you come from? I'm come from a small town called Molde, uh, and uh, I've been living here in Oslo for uh, almost ten years now. So, oh, right, okay. Yeah. But uh, that's my hobby background. I've been playing uh, Warhammer since I was thirteen. So uh, this, that's twenty two years now. It's scary, isn't it, when yeah. you look back? You <laughs> go. So, when was I 13? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was, uh, yeah, we uh, started with a couple of friends playing uh, Warm 40k. Uh, like our English skills weren't good enough really to understand the full context of the rules and stuff like that. But you know, the yes. background is really cool and we just played like as simply as we could and just followed whatever we understood to be the rules at the time. And then uh, after a while I figured like, uh, I'm more a fantasy guy and I just bought <laughs> fantasy miniatures and I told the other guys like I'm playing warm and fantasy if you want to play warm and fantasy you need to buy warm and fantasy miniatures yeah, yeah. so I stopped playing 40k and then I got into fantasy and I've been playing fantasy since uh, well for many many years mm-hmm. and then uh, of course you know during studies you end up meeting other people and so on and I'm uh, living in Trondheim for a long while and uh, uh, over there, people were mostly playing 40k, so I got back into 40k again, played that for a long time, had a long break from Warm Fantasy, 
Yeah. Play a little bit on and off with my Empire army. Yeah, it's, it's basically it's the same miniatures that you see. Uh, it's a nice looking table. army as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. Some of them are basically from when I was uh, 16, 17 years old. I painted some of the models there. Yeah. Uh, so those, those are almost 20 years uh, now. That's not fair. So you were that good at painting when you were 16 or 17? Uh, yeah. You haven't I, touched them up in between. You're not cheating, are you? Uh, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, some. Some of the stuff and uh, like the basing and stuff like that has been become better, but uh, the miniatures basically almost uh, the same. Uh, uh, yeah, I I don't know I I like drawing and stuff like that. I'm not that good at it, but uh, you know, it helps in the hobby to you know help food again. So um, and then. Uh, you know, fancy died, and uh, then uh, I moved to Oslo and uh, played a little bit on and off, not much. And then I got into the uh, after fancy died, I uh, got interested in the ninth age uh, thing that they were doing. I thought it was really cool. I still think it is. Yes. But uh, uh, then I joined. The, I heard about the Kings of War group, and I uh, I figured like the guys playing the ninth age little bit more uh, tournament uh, focused than my, me and uh, Kings of War looks like a really good game yes. and uh, uh, I r r read that it was written by Cavatore and I always liked the rules that he made for fantasy and you know the War Master rules and stuff like that. Oh right, so yeah, so you so, got it on the back of the, the yeah. fact that you knew he was, uh, was going to give it a good shot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, basically I was lurking in the group and then Fred uh, just uh, contacted me on Facebook one day and said, I'm clearing out people that are just hanging around and not playing. So uh, yeah, yeah. if you want to join us and play, uh, you can stay in the group. Uh, but you better show up. Oh, basically, that's what he told me. Yeah, yeah. Better show up at the club and you better, better play a game. And that was the kick that I actually needed to go down there and play. And so Fred oh, cool. was my first uh, guy that I met. Yep. And you know, when, when you have the miniatures on the table and your army, and it was fully painted and everything, so it looked, looked really good. And then uh, uh, I was skeptical to the fact that you had to put on the wound counters yes yeah, yeah. but after the first battle and you can see like your dead guys standing uh, uh, on the side of the table but they're all fully dressed up in the ranks and stuff yes, like yeah, that yeah, the yeah. army still it's there. not this i, re I remember yeah. just picking up miniatures yeah, just yeah, kind yeah, of exactly. dumping yeah yeah and i was playing hordes of men like basically so i was used to like picking up 23 guys dead like in the corner you go, uh, <laughs> yeah. and I, I can never go back to to removing single miniatures from the board. That's just uh, that's so old. Um, yeah, old oh, yeah that's archaic now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stone yeah. Age. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you might as well be chipping yeah. stone together. Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah, I uh, uh, since that day I've been playing Kings of War basically uh, almost every week, or in uh, yeah, I try to get in one game a week. Right, you know, that's uh, so what we can aim for. Keep the same. Yeah, yeah. Said, yeah. yeah. And I, I remember seeing as well yesterday because we'd come in yesterday and we'd all got a few games together and yeah. had a few beers. You've yeah. got the 10 mil, you know, you got like, is it you with the 10 mil army or is it? No, no, that was a Danish guy, but we were discussing his army. Oh, okay. But I, I, I also have some 10 mil miniatures. That was it. You oh, had yeah, the, yeah, so. the smaller table, that was it. Yeah, 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 we were discussing that. Yeah, that's, uh, it's, uh, I don't know who came up with that idea, but I joined a group on, on Facebook. Uh, no, maybe it was a forum somewhere or something like that. And uh, I saw these guys, uh, I think they were playing Ninth Age, 
on a table that was only a quarter of the size of the real table and they were playing with this exactly the same bass sizes, only halved everything, all the uh, inches and everything, and um, with 10 millimeter miniatures. Yeah. So I started painting a couple of those armies. Those are those look really great, but uh, there's no people in uh, Oslo that play. That. <laughs> you got so, the, yeah. It's cool, but I've got the wrong scale. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's a lot of people in Sweden that uh, play like that and yeah. play Kings of War with you know halved everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, and uh, it's, on the it's train. actually yeah. a little bit sad because Fred uh, says like. They they don't want to come to Norway and join our uh, Kings of War. Uh, yeah, yeah, I suppose uh, that is a bit because they are yeah. playing ten millimeter Kings of War and it doesn't match with the base. So yeah, but you could technically you could have like a small board and you can uh, sit on a on a on a train and you can play Kings of War and it's basically everything matches up and it's exactly the same rule set. Yeah, and you have everything. Uh, travel Kings of War, it sounds travel like. Travel Kings of War. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a fantastic idea. And and it's so cheap. Like, a full army, less than 50 pounds. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, you yeah. can have that as well yeah. as your Kings of War army. Yeah, that's a beauty yeah, of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I just thought that was a cool idea. It's like, uh, join the Mini Hammer group on mm. Facebook if you want to see how that looks. Uh, people post a lot of cool stuff there. Well, there you go. Uh, you know, people can now check that out. Yeah. You know, yeah. Cool. yeah. Uh, so yeah, so uh, so third game. Yeah, third game. Uh, coming in, Luke. Um, did you did you win the first two or did you get uh, win and a loss? Uh, win, win won the first round and then I lost uh, the second round. But uh, I butchered his army, but I still lost uh, the token game or uh, loot count. That's been the theme of the last two yeah, games we've been talking yeah, about. It's yeah, the counters yeah, you forget about them yeah, and you're like, no, no. Yeah, in the second game I had I could just like swoop over with my Pegasus and uh, and pick up the counter, but uh, I figured like, nah, I need him for a fireball this turn. I can do it next turn. I need him for a fireball this turn. Nah, I can do it next turn. And then it was too late because he moved the unit up there and unit strength three, where yeah, yeah. unit strength one, nah. Can't so, do it now. Can't do it now. Too oh. late. Yeah. So that cost me the game. Uh, but uh, he, he killed 200 points of my wow. army. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so that would be You did a good job in one way, yeah. but... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, so what, what have you got in your army then? What have you brought to Conquest? Uh, I, uh, I have my uh, giant, uh, which is, uh, as uh, I understand, uh, a little bit famous. Uh, it's my Landsknecht uh, giant. Uh, mm -hmm. That's the one. It looks essentially like a, an Empire greatsword, doesn't it? Yes. Using the it's the Mantic giant, isn't it? Yes, With, that's you know, the basis of it. Uh, yeah. yeah, I bought Fred's uh, Mantic giant. I wanted uh, one of them. Yeah, I'm missing a foot, so that's why I have one foot with the sock on and the other <laughs> one with uh, without the shoes. So yeah. But uh, I, I bring that one. I don't really like it. it do come through for me, so I'm not going to complain about that. Part. But I, I have that, and I have a new unit of knights, and I have a unit of foot guard, of course, with the great swords. Uh, that's the horde, isn't it? The horde. The horde, the horde yeah, yeah. And you got the fire oil on those, which came into play. <laughs> yes, that would, uh, worked for me. Uh, fire oil is just like, it's five points. You should try and fit that in your army. It's just, it's. So it's really good. It's really good. It is. It is. Yeah. Five points. I do like those five points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I always I try to get the slashing, the crushing, and the fire oil, and uh, staying stone is useless for your kings of men now. So. Yeah. So we've got the giant. 
You've got your regiment of knights who they're, they're naked, aren't they? Just come come as they are. Yeah, I couldn't afford uh, the pathfinder on them, so yeah. A uh, horde of foot guard uh, with a firewall, and then you've got is it a horde of spear? Yeah, yeah, with the pikes and uh, yeah, so uh, so phalanx and uh, and then snare together mm-hmm. com- combination. And uh, I tried the, for the first time ever with a hammer of measured force. Uh, I don't really know if I need that, but uh, I think they need some sort of item, and it's good to have them like hitting. Defense six and wounding on force, that's always really good. But you get a consistency, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's and with both of those, you've taken the um, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like the 10 point item, which is the, the kingdoms of men only, where they can yeah, drop the, it and then become fearless, can't they? Yeah, yeah, the indomitable will, the new special rule of kingdoms of men, which I personally think is a little bit overpowered because you can, oh, d- there's no like you shouldn't mind. be saying that on a podcast. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> if any guys in the rules committee hear this, <laughs> I think it's much better to have have a cheaper rule that is like you have to do some mind games around it like mm-hmm. you have to choose to use it before you roll yes yes I think that's a much better rule because it puts like a mini game inside the game like mm-hmm. do you use it now or do you save it for later that's the gamble that you have to choose yeah. but now it's just like you can use it in your turn or you can use it in an opponent's turn it doesn't matter so uh, but uh, 10 points uh, I, um, I think it's worth 10 points and it's oh, 100% it yeah. is I mean you're yeah. guaranteeing yourself not having to be wavered or anything getting the counter charge yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't miss out on that and, and, and with Kingdom's Man you know you don't have any heat so you know when when you're wavered you're going to die next round anyway. yes, so yes. Uh, you want to hit one last time before you're dead so that's uh, I, I like that uh, and you need it you need it in Kings of Men with, without any headstrong or something like that uh, they, they need something like that so yeah let's go uh, do I have anything else? Hold on, you've got loads of stuff. So you've got the polearm regiments. Have you got two of those or three? Two small polearm regiments. Those are mostly for unlocks, but they always do their job and they die horrifically. And you can use them as chaff, and they they are fantastic. And then I have two uh, general and wing beast, which uh, also really good. And it's basically the same cost as uh, before, yeah. and they're just much better. So that's fun. Uh, and. Um, uh, I have a Pegasus Wizard with a Trickster's Wand. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, It's spectacular when it works. <laughs> yes, uh, that's yeah, it. Like, when uh, somebody goes for a fireball and they go, ah, oh, you've just taken five wounds. Yeah, yeah it's like, oh, you put uh, three wounds on me, I put six wounds on you. <laughs> or, for example, if you want to heal, for example, uh, and you like heal seven, and then you roll four, and it's like, okay, then I take eight wounds to heal four. Mm. Yeah, it's a really good item. I, I really like it. Uh, so yeah, that's that's good. Yeah. And then you've got another mounted wizard, haven't you? Uh, yeah, on a horse uh, with a bane chant, lightning bolt uh, combination, and the conjurer stuff, which I think uh, is uh, every wizard. Uh, if you just have one wizard, put the conjurer stuff on him. Yeah. Leave the boomstick at home. <laughs> no, the boomstick. Uh, if you hit on fives, say the opponent is in cover, yeah. uh, the boomstick will give you one more hit the, uh, for 30 points. The conjurer stuff will let you re-roll one of the fail hits. Let's say you make that into a hit for 10 points. Yeah, yeah. So that's another hit for 10 points. Uh, Plus it works on the bane champ. You know, and it also works on, on your bane champ. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So 
Leave the boomstick and uh, bring the conjure stuff. That's my tip. And then you've got the standard bearer as well with the loot. Yeah, you? yeah. That's, I don't really know if I need him, but uh, I always feel safer. Like uh, earlier, I always used uh, an inspiring talisman. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a staple in my army, of course, like everyone else's army. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, didn't now, have it in my army, but I had lots of Alohi. But that's different. Right? <laughs> but you don't get uh, the uh, very inspiring from that no. uh, item. So uh, it's slightly cheaper, uh, if I remember, like a couple of points cheaper to bring uh, a standard bearer with weather inspiring uh, and loot than mm-hmm. it is compared to a, a wizard with inspiring. Uh, and that, that nine inch inspiring can come in useful. Yeah, 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 yeah. so many times that you know you can just place that one and it just anchors your whole line. He yeah. affects 18 inches of your uh, front line. And then the generals can just fly off and do whatever they want to. And you don't need to think about their aspirants. So, yeah. They do what they want to do they without do worrying about it. And then I have two cannons. Yeah, they're yeah. good though. I think they're, b- they're better now in the, in the new version. Yeah, yeah. They're, uh, I think they're good and they do consistent damage, but not overpowered in any way. And the shattering is really good. And... Uh, I would really like, we play 2,000 points now, Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I would really like to have another one uh, in my army so I could have three for like, you know, it's to take out, for example, a giant mm-hmm. in every turn. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a huge investment and uh, I can't, I can't manage to fit that uh, last... Uh, That's it, it's all going to work together. It's yeah. all good being able to do uh, something if it doesn't then like, correlate yeah, with everything else. Yeah, exactly. So... So it's quite, I mean, it's a good army because you've got a bit that does everything. So you've got some shooting in impact, especially with the lightning bolt and the uh, conjures, the Trixus wand, isn't it? That you can just keep people in place and then the cannons. Yeah, yeah with the... the yeah, plenty you, of combat and defensive potential with yeah, those pike. Yeah. Oh. The only thing my army likes is tries to be perhaps good in too many areas. So... Uh, uh, so you feel you're not as good as you could be in each uh, of them? It's you know? not a powerful shooting list, it's no. not a powerful melee list, it's not... Uh, yeah. But uh, that's that's the point we're at, so that's... Yeah, but I, I, I really like that. I, I, mm-hmm. I like, you know, it should be a struggle to build a good army. Yeah. And I think 2,000 points just fits that build perfectly. You have to leave something home. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that fact where you can just place units and like I want this and this and this and this and this and then you feel and then you have the perfect army yeah I, I, I don't like that I want to have like I hate this army because I want something else I want more I want more uh, but I like that feeling you like the fact uh, that you have to make a choice yeah you're going yeah. I, I could do this yeah. but then that affects that does yeah. that outweigh this yeah. and you've really got to try yeah. and balance yeah. it out if I want more melee in my army I need to remove the two cannons to get another unit of mm. might for example that would make it much more punchy and melee uh, but no shooting. So yeah. that's, that's uh, the choice that I've taken. So, so mm-hmm. going into the game, you've got your army sorted. You've seen my army. Yeah. Um, what was the kind of plan I mean, before you put the miniatures on the table? Yeah. Um, so uh, my uh, theory now is that uh, I've, I've done really well with like a refused flank setup. Mm-hmm. So I tried to find some kind of blocking element on the table and I uh, try to calculate, am I po- uh, is it possible to reach that point and go beyond that point so the opponent has to go around that point to threaten my flank. And then I try to put my uh, phalanx with ensnare snare on the furthest uh, side 
so I can go in, break a unit, and turn them, and then face the opponents uh, coming in from the flank or something like that. Uh, uh, but uh, it doesn't always work, <laughs> as you saw today. So, but uh, I'm, I'm, I have this, like, this, this, this is the plan that I have in my head, and I'm trying to stick to it. Like, I'm trying really to stick to, and like, crushing the opponent on one side, and I was really close doing that to you. You were, you were. Yeah, we're going to, I think we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Right, we'll just, uh, we'll finish up here in a minute, and then we'll, we'll come through. Is that the pizzeria across the road? The, the, yeah, to Pierre. Yeah, cool. All right, we'll catch up in five. Is that all right? Is that all right, mate? Yeah, try to throw us from there. Cool. Oh, are they? Yeah. Okay, um, so, refuse plank. Yeah. Keep the pipe block in a position that if anybody does get around and the pipe can turn around, stop it. Yeah. You had the cannons in the backfield as well, just to continue doing wounds and add as a distraction. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's uh, I sometimes do that. I just place my cannon far in the back and then hope the opponent goes for a cannon. It's like you have to put uh, 145 points pharaoh. 200 points. 200 points pharaoh to kill 100 point cannon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in my book, that's. Uh, decent trade-off for keeping him away for a couple of turns. I don't re really have a good answer for your pharaoh. Mm -hmm. Perhaps my two wing beast generals can combine and kill him. Yeah. That's 400 points. Yeah. I can't put 400 points to oppose him on the table. So I'm just going to leave him and let him have a cannon. <laughs> let him have a cannon. Yeah. Kill the cannon. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. So, so you set up on the refuse line. There was a a piece of blocking terrain right in the middle of the table. Yeah, um, I never reached that point. <laughs> so you had the piece of blocking terrain on the table, and then the counter was on one side. Now I think yeah. this is quite key on the game. Is it? You decided to go on the side without the counter. Yeah. yeah. Why was I that? Uh, was it the terrain that you favoured, or no? I uh, nah, I don't, I don't know. I haven't played this. Uh, we don't really play this much. Uh, this uh, scenario, so uh, it's one of the ones that Fred doesn't like playing. And yeah, it was one. Yeah, There's a bit yeah. of consternation so, about using it. Yeah. So in uh, Oslo, we I've hardly played this before. I think I played one time before, <laughs> and uh, my plan was to. I saw what you were putting on that side of the table, and I realized I can't hold two sides of the table anyway mm -hmm. and my plan was just like okay so I started deploying on this side I'm going to f just keep focusing on this side and uh, yeah it was probably the wrong decision but uh, I'm, I'm trying to be really strict like follow my plan like yes yeah, yeah, yeah. so because uh, it's worked in the past you want to keep it concentrated yeah, or, and then or, you can then I flex. have this theory that it's going to work I might have to adjust it I'm seeing that now but, uh, <laughs> you know like I talked about the last game he killed 200 points of my uh, unit yeah. I killed like 1500 or something like that out of his units or uh, something so uh, and that was my plan you know Break through, kill his army, turn around, and mop up the rest of it. Yeah, uh, didn't work. No, I was. I think that was. It's one of the um, the last couple of games is exactly the same thing. Is it's holding off. Yeah, it's knowing when to charge. And you were barreling down on that flank. Yeah, and I just didn't want to go anywhere near you. Yeah, because I I'd, I'd set up like as you say some of the bits on the other side of the in, yeah. in the blocking terrain. Yeah. It was. Uh, a unit of mummies, it was the monolith, yeah. it was the uh, salt snare, yeah. and you were deploying your cannons and then you yeah. started putting stuff down in the corner. Yeah. I, my original plan, like yours, was to stay one side of that piece of blocking terrain and do I the same kind I of thing. That, uh, yeah, so, uh, I'd, uh, I'd actually put a unit of mummies on the kind of the other side of the blocking terrain to kind of give you that false kind of, well, yeah. are they going down this side, are they going down that side, where are you going? Yeah. Um, 
but then when I saw that you were deploying everything over that side, I was like, right, well, I can't do that because there's no point. They're never going to be in the game if I'm over there. You're faster than me. Yeah. So I had, oh, to, yeah. I had to change my battle plan. Yeah. Um, so, but then it was actually interesting because there was a hill, wasn't there? Just a hill in the right place, yeah. just in front of my deployment zone. Yeah. I just hid my troops from most of your yeah, troops. Yeah. You, you, managed, you played that hill really well. Like, uh, I, I, I realized uh, when I, uh, I chose the deployment side uh, mm-hmm. because I won, won that roll-off, uh, I realized uh, I think I made a mistake uh, because I think I should have taken that side instead. Because uh, you were stuck on a, a couple of bits of terrain as well that slowed your, your yeah, advance yeah, yeah, down. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think I uh, messed that part up. Uh, so, uh, that was, I think uh, that hindered my army really much. Like, I, I couldn't get far enough to the point where I wanted to go. And then, yeah. of course, your moments came in with the surge. Uh, I didn't think they would be able to, or you know, but, but I, you I used always... the blocking terrain with a giant. It was very good because you'd yeah. moved the giant into a position where he was angled towards uh, the majority of army, um, but you'd moved him in so that I was in the flank, yeah. but I couldn't get him because of the blocking terrain. Yeah. Um, but surge is um, cures all. Yeah. Right? You, so can, we... you can search into the front. Uh, yeah, that uh, I... so moving closely forward and angling it, I was just able to get a surge in, and that was quite key because there was the. There was those points in both corners yeah. where you'd set up your wing um, beast and some knights to come down one side and the yeah. giant on the other, and I just had to pin you back somehow. So those yeah. mummies went in and the giant went in, and that uh, was a I, key I, combat, wasn't it? You, you, you did some damage, and uh, then I brutalized both of your units back, and you rolled double, or I rolled double once. Uh, twice. Twice. Um, Two key opponents. Uh, yeah. That just each side of my flank. So uh, yeah, from that on, it was uh, uphill battle. <laughs> it was an uphill <laughs> and it was. And I think that's what turned the tide. You just uh, weren't able to enact your plan by coming round, uh, and uh, it just slowed down your entire advance. That you're always trying to fight back from that position, yeah, and it made it tough. I couldn't break through with the knights. I couldn't break through with the spears. I couldn't break through with the giant. Uh, Mummy started getting in the way, up, and yeah. then you came around the corner, and I wasn't even across the twenty-four inch line. So yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, it was a good game. It was a good. It was a good battle up until the, until that point, and then it was just. It was a fight. I could see it on your face. It was. Um, Another. Uh, I I I don't like it when people play. You know the style that you do when you pull back. <laughs> oh, sorry, I, because no, no, because I, I, I just go in just like really aggressive, yeah. and then I gamble. You know, if my opponent is as aggressive as me, I'm going to crush him. Like I'm, I'm going to kill him really fast because I put everything on that side. Yeah, yeah. And then you just start pulling back, and it's like, oh. <laughs> I can't get any charges. I have to go through the the, the terrain, and I have to slug through five inches at a time, and uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's a bit of a gamble, the way uh, mm. I played, but um, it was a really fun game. You're a good, uh, good guy to play against. I try my cool. best yeah. sometimes, right, yeah. you know, get enough lager. Oh, you're friendly, in. so that's cool. So that leaves you, uh, what's it, a couple, one win and a couple of losses at the moment. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We got round four, you yeah. know, it's a, it's a good opportunity to fight back. So yeah, yeah. They won't have heard this, so you can still use the same plan, yeah. right, but tweak it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to stick to the plan this time. I'm going to just, I, I've done it so many times that I spread my units just thin out, uh, out on the table, and mm. uh, my idea for this tournament is just to stick to the 
plan. <laughs> well, I'm going to find yeah. out how that goes at the uh, end. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. This, this is probably going to see it on the results uh, at the end of the tournament. Right. <laughs> I think we've got a lot of guys waiting here. Yeah. They want to get food. Yeah. They're looking at us angrily. Is there anything else you want to add, Martin? Or no, no uh, thanks for the game. It was really cool to uh, meet you. No, it's cool to meet you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been really fun just being yeah. able to come and meet some new guys, play yeah. some, some different opponents. Yeah. I want to buy you a beer now. So, uh, I, I, I'm not going to refuse that. Yeah. You know, I'll take that. Yes. You can keep that on the podcast. Cheers. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. Martin. Thank you. So I'm here now with uh, Bjorn. Uh, we've just played. Oh, I'm doing the tapping. <laughs> we started. We yeah, yeah. Just oh. talking about it. Yeah. Um, hitting the desk. I, I don't know. I enunciate all my words with violent actions. Right. So yeah. we just have to be calm. So if you have a really good point, it's just yeah, smash, yeah, yeah, smash yeah. it in. Have you, have you ever done that, Bjorn? Like uh, I've I've played a game and inadvertently I've just. I've rolled a double one mm. and I've just hit the tape. I haven't hit it hard, I've just gone, oh! Yeah. And then you look at me and go, sorry, no, no, no nothing, <laughs> you know, it's not. It's a game no. of emotion and uh, you just roll a double one. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so we're on today, yeah. Okay. <laughs> right, so we're uh, end of game four. Bjorn, and mm. so I've butchered every single like surname up until this point. So it's Bjorn. Yeah, okay, the surnames as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bratli. So it's uh, it's bare steep hill in English, right, okay. more or less. I can deal with that. Yeah. What you said first, I don't know if I can get my lips around. So we'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> so we've just played uh, uh, the scenario. Um, what was the scenario? It was salt the earth. I think salt it, the earth. Yeah, one yeah. of the new scenarios. Is it a new scenario? I think. Yeah, it's, it's the twelfth scenario in the book. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if that's the new one though. If it's maybe a slight twist on one that they had before. I don't know. Don't know. Never done it before, at least. So no, the first time yeah. for me as well. Yeah, that was it. Was um, it was different. Yeah. Um, so uh, as it is with the the kind of tradition on counter charge, you did a little bit of introduction, Bjorn, about how you got into wargaming. Uh, and how you got into uh, Kings of War in particular? I suppose I, I guess uh, probably ask where you're from as well, because I've talked to we've talked to the guys from Bergen, and then we had Martin on, who was from uh, Mold or Molder. Yeah, that, Molder, that's correct. Yeah, yeah and he's he, from he moved. Surshad, If you if you follow football, he, he's been coaching that team before United. Oh yeah, Solskjaer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You, you again, you, the way you enunciate the words. I can get it, but it takes me a while just to realise what you're saying. The same, probably the same way I'm talking to you. But so, where, where in Norway do you come from? I come from uh, the countryside, so it's uh, probably not known outside mm-hmm. of Norway. It's called uh, Hedmark. Oh, okay, yeah. Land of the heathens. Directly oh, okay. translated, yeah. Land of the heathens. Yeah, it's wow. uh, it's the countryside. If there's American listeners, um, I usually compare it to Texas. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, but not as hot, maybe. Not as hot. No, no. Lots of forests, lots of hunting, lots of uh, car fanatics. Oh right, okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Is is so. is that kind of is that North Norway, West, East? Uh, it's East along the um, the border to Sweden. All right, okay, yeah. okay. Um, so is it a bit of a travel to get here? I mean, how long does it get? Do you do it by train, car? No, it's it's quite okay. It's uh, one one hour, uh, two hours uh, by train or, or car. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. Uh, it's uh, pretty close to Oslo, and uh, naturally. Uh, yeah, this is my environment. Like this is um, uh, the place I go to to play Kings of War. All oh, right, so you're with in the same club as Fred, is, is the two D six club. Do you do? Yeah, you go down there. Oh, all yeah. right, okay. So it, 
it's a regular commute for you, so you come in on, on a weekly or monthly basis, that kind of thing. No, it's, uh, I'm, I moved here permanently to Oslo, the capital. Yeah. Oh, so, right. So you actually live here. Yeah. Ah. But See, I'm, this I'm be... from Hedmark, and uh, yeah. No, I get, I've, I've found that. It's one of these things with the, the other guys I've been interviewing is that um, when I ask you where you're from, you, you, you tell her the town, etc. Because you were always linked back to that, but you were then living in Oslo. You never say, well, I, you know, whereas I guess us as the British, we would turn around and say, where are you from? And we just say the town that we're living in at that point in time oh, rather yeah. than where we came from. Although we might turn it the other way around and say, well, I live in High Wycombe, but I was born in uh, Wales. So, you, you know, no. yeah, it's strange. A, yeah, different way of understanding question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's you're from, from the place you were born and... Your family's from that same place that they lived for generations. Right, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it's really so there's, a, there's, a, there's a big tie back to where you, where you come from because it's a, fa- it's a family thing. Is yeah. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you can also hear it on language, um, lots of dialects, local dialects, yeah. uh, from the people here as well. So uh, that makes the pronunciation even more difficult. It, it does it, yeah. I remember talking to Martin after, uh, last night and he was just saying you can tell somebody's dialect by the way that the... Come the the sentence flows and whether it kind of goes low or it comes back up at the end of a sentence sometimes has an effect. Yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> we we have the same feeling in, and sometimes you can't understand, you know, somebody who maybe a hundred miles away, completely different dialect. And you're like, whoa. Yeah. Um, I've been trying to listening to people from Wales and Scotland and stuff like that as well. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> you got to try all those. Things. I think it's more the Geordies. I think where we really struggle. Okay. Uh, for or copier and why hey man? What? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, right. So mm. give us give us your backstory. So how did you get into into wargaming? Yeah. So I started. Um, I think as most of us, uh, young, finding lots of cool uh, miniatures in the. Um, toy shop like I've been buying model planes painting those yeah. uh, but then wow what what's this there's orcs there's goblins there's huge space marines so naturally I um, uh, was stricken by joy bought, bought some boxes and uh, played with friends played on the on the floor we're a group of people um, but uh, nothing huge there's not like a huge environment uh, from where I'm from um, so it's uh, first in Oslo that were enough people and that uh, really developed uh, the building of armies, the competing in tournaments, yep. like this one. Yeah, that's more or less. Uh, so how did you get story. into Kings of War then? Was that because um, I assume you would maybe have done Warhammer first, right. or is that Warhammer Warhammer Forty Thousand? But then, how did what put you into Kings of War? Was that because you were the guys here at the Two D Six Club? Yeah, so I, so I started with Warhammer uh, back in 5th, uh, played a lot through 6th and 7th, and then, uh, as most uh, people know, there, uh, there happened, uh, something happened, mm-hmm. the Big Bang, or... Uh, the Big Bang, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, uh, the universe exploded. Yeah, 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 something like that. So there weren't many survivors, it, it tried to ask around, okay, what are people playing? And, uh, yeah, um, this guy, V-Dog... Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I met yeah, V-Dog, he's a yeah, cool guy, you cool guy. Yeah, nice army as well. Yeah, yeah, very nice. nice As we were trying to explain during the game, weren't we? Going, oh, yeah, oh, I don't know if it was, I was talking to you, but we would, yeah. we would say, like, he's got a beautiful army, which makes terrible, um, a terrible podcast, because you're, oh, it looks amazing, and you've got there, and it looks really good, and mm. look at how he's done that shading. 
<laughs> yeah. just, you know. So I can just recommend all the listeners to yeah, yeah just just look look right here. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Beautiful models. You can see <laughs> the clear paint, the clear colors. Yeah, that is great podcasting. Right? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, professional oh. anyway so, but yes yeah, so you, it was V-Dog who got you into into Kings of War then was it yeah for the second edition which coincided with uh, with this big bang and it was just perfect short uh, uh, very nice uh, rules um, yeah, rule book very short I didn't even re- need to read the rules to play <laughs> I still haven't really <laughs> fully read the rules hang on <laughs> <laughs> I just throw some dice and, and people usually you seem to be alright you, you managed yeah. to you know you bluffed your way through our game I think right? I didn't realise <laughs> so, so that was real nice and uh, uh, quickly done with chess clocks everything was so well organised and also of course the best people came to Kings of War yes yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Uh, that makes sense. We are the best crew, it has to be said. <laughs> okay. Um, so, moving on to the, moving on to the game. Yeah. We'd, uh, you know, I think there's a few, a few people a little bit weary after last night. Maybe we've spent a little bit too much time, me included, um, in the bar. Um, so, we, we set up... You, you've brought the... Uh, was it the Trident Realms, isn't it? Is that, yeah. That's the name of the army. I can never... Trident Realms of Nertica. There you go. N- Nertica? Nertica. That's, that's okay. how I say yeah. it. It's yeah. probably yeah. butchered it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, is that an army you've been using for a while? It's the first tourney, and I, I think it's... This is the the fourth battle, so it's the sixth time I've been using the army. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's quite fun. I, I really wanted to play the Trident Realms for a long time, and uh, third edition came... Uh, with some really cool improvements and changes, and uh, yeah, just had to. It's had interesting. To I've seen a lot of people. I suppose with the changes with third edition, the Trident Realm Army is one of those ones. It's very, it's very different to what it used to be. So you've lost a few key tools that people were using. You know, like the Siren. You yeah. know, and uh, the Knuckles are different, good in their own right, but mm. slightly different than they were before. Um, uh, so it's interesting. So you come to it with the third edition rules because it works for you as an army that's the kind of thing because I yeah let, let's, let's go through your list well, what have you brought yeah so uh, so the list is uh, inspired by some some internet list I have to confess oh. that uh, I don't remember the name but uh, I, I was just uh, curious I saw it on the, on the web um, would never thought to, to bring it and uh, brought it and tried it and it really imp- impressed me um, it starts off with uh, the, yeah, <laughs> it, just it, slapping it, your hand away from your mouth. There, go on, yeah, go yeah, on, start yeah. Again. Right, yeah. Go on. I'm starting to talk into my hand, and yeah, that's perhaps not the best podcasting <laughs> thing to do. Um, yeah, it's the very standard knight and snare horde, which is just a tarpit. It's perfect for uh, uh, standing on objectives, like yeah. in our battle. Yeah, uh, I have knight heart piercers, a, a little troop that just pings around and uh, sometimes makes a difference. I have uh, what well, is perhaps one of the best parts of my army is two hordes of death horrors. They really can take a punch. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dish out the damage. Dish out. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. So uh, we, we dubbed them Shark Tornado. Pardon? The Shark Tornado. The Shark Tornado. Yeah, because the, the the miniature you use is uh, kind of a mixture of hammerhead and uh, saw, you know, saw sharks, that kind of thing. Yeah, and white really, sharks. Yeah, yeah, they're really quite cool uh, miniatures. I like those. Yeah, rough kings. Rest in peace. I, I believe. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you've got the two depth horrors, yeah. and, and then is it the swarms as well? You've got two swarms. Two swarms. Yeah. One of the best chaff units in the game, I believe. Yeah, they scouted. They're perfect for the scenario. They scouted up. They were on the objective markers. They just 
Next, uh, first turn, nicked them out. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, Burnt yeah. down to the ground. Perfect. And then uh, I have accompanying the Depthors, there's a Depthor Eternal, which has also given me some very nice victories by being able to, uh, to take loot counters, to uh, contest the objective markers. Beautiful. And um, I have a Horde of Gigas, because they're very nice in the center. They, they can move around. They can uh, yeah, they take tough. one hell of a beating. Oh. Yeah, and also dish it out. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. in a more stable, yeah, more secure way. Um, two Night Envoys, one with Bastion and Rallying, which yeah, that extra point of nerve is really, really good to have sometimes. And uh, the other with Loot of Insatiable Darkness, Bane Chance. Um, helps out in tricky situations. Um, yeah, it definitely does. When you combine that with the gigas to bring them back to their crushing three, yeah. you basically everything you hit, you're wounding, aren't you? You know, yeah. and then with the threes to hit, you can easily be starting dishing out eight to ten wounds. It's like, oh, please! Yeah. Right. That happens uh, surprisingly <coughs> uh, often. <laughs> yes, we yeah. found out. Um, Coral giant and yep. uh, free knuckers. Which is uh, perhaps the spice of the list. Yeah. Spice, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit of seasoning on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. some crabs. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I, say, I, I I looked at the list and I saw it, and it has just got uh, a good solid center, and then a lot of things that you can then maneuver around, and you've got a lot of speed. Which uh, those three knuckers, mm. you know, especially in combination. Um, they can do a lot of damage and they can also just keep you pinned back the entire time really frustrating um, so the uh, the scenario uh, we were looking at placing a central token and then we had to put down before um, before deployment etc um, we started to put the tokens down on the table so we had three each um, as objective markers but the the scenario is, is that uh, at the end of any of your turns, if you hold an objective, you have the option of removing it. Yeah. Um, burn, burn it salt to the ground. It's salty earth. Um, you don't get any um, objective points for it, but it does deny it to the enemy. Mm. Um, so when, when, we, when you set up uh, and you saw the army that I was using, what was your kind of plan initially when you were putting down the objective tokens? Yeah, so, so I was looking at your list. It's slow, but it's very versatile. You can really move in any direction. Uh, so you would really dominate the, the center. And uh, I was thinking, you, you're going to put everything on the center line. So I need to put everything far away from the center line. Yes. I just wanted to spread them all out and extend your army, overextend it, hopefully, and uh, then just uh, win on mobility and uh, secure uh, at least one or two points. Yeah, I, we were we were putting the objective tokens down. You're right. I was just going straight down the middle line because I just could not afford to have it too far one side or the other. And you were just placing in the corners. I was going, no, you know how to do this. Please stop. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, it quite quite key, wasn't it? Rolling for the first um, rolling for the first turn was very important. Uh, oh, sorry, rolling for the side was very important. Mm. And you chose the side where you managed to get two tokens quite close to the edge. Mm. Uh, on the opposing side, there was just one on the edge, and then you had the four central ones, um, which is very good. And I was like, uh, that just that put me on the back foot right from the start. Mm. Um, and then, uh, well, as the game went, I set up 
initially when I was looking at your army, I was thinking exactly what you're saying is you've got a lot of speed. You can go late game, go and claim these objectives. Mm. I've got to hunt down your knuckers as quickly as I possibly can to stop that happening. Mm. Um, I also came to the conclusion that there was no point in having that token in my side of the board because, again, it's something where you can shoot a knucker off to it and you'll claim it at the end of the game and I'll have no way of being able to get back. Mm. I want to play the game in the centre. Let's leave that one behind. So I left the giant in the corner ready to... Um, assault the earth essentially and then just set my army up as a battle line with the flexible of the mummies on the right flank and then just the solid core of my army just kind of moving up slightly off centre towards the central objective um, I mean what were your kind of thoughts at the, uh, the deployment side what were you thinking when you were putting things down yeah first things I thought was uh, to put my scouting units the tidal swarms so that they could just go ahead and try to destroy those middle objectives as ah. fast as possible. Also using the knuckers for the same, and then perhaps for them to move further away and uh, be, a, be a threat from behind or, yeah, yeah, something like that. And that was horrible, because I just, I'd set my battle plan up ready, going, I'm gonna be able to contest all these things. You got the first turn, bang. Three objectives are <laughs> off the table straight away, and I was going, oh no. <laughs> so it's gonna be a, this is just a fight over the central one. Um, I mean, it, it was a really tense game. I think there was it was quite a lot of like moving backwards and forwards. Like the the start, there was a uh, um, in the initial stages. The knuckers came down on the, the zombie, uh, not the zombie flank, on the mummy flank, mm. and it, you immediately just alpha striked one of the mummy regiments. I surged them forward, thinking I just need to get them forward, and then made the classic mistake of moving so far forward. You had a knucker in the flank, and I was like, oh. Just, just put the pharaohs to stop them doing that. No, didn't think of it. So they came in, removed this um, unit of mummies, and I was always, I on a back foot straight away because the giggers were following up quickly. I had three knuckers right on my right flank. Um, and then it on the other side, you had the coral giant because you had the coral giant moved up to try and um, combat my two giants. Hmm. What was your kind of thinking there? Was it just to hold me back for a turn and then just wait until... The gigas can move into uh, not the gigas. The depth horrors can move into a good position. Yeah, I was wanting to just scare them off to declare uh, dominance on that side. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, you would win the battle, um, but then uh, perhaps I would have saved enough time for them not to be relevant f uh, further in field. Um, so I also um, wanted to apply the depth horror eternal on that flank, but uh, due to uh, poor uh, positioning, he couldn't actually see the giants when they charged in. And <laughs> Yes, I managed just to sneak a giant in. It was, you know, he wasn't going to do much damage, but luckily the depth orator was there going, ah, oh, yes, if I'd have just turned slightly, yeah. it'd have been in. So I lost one turn of combat there, and uh, I was just uh, a couple of points short on the dice to, mm -hmm. to remove one of the giants that could have uh, tipped uh, the, it in my favor, but yes. of course that was your flank. I was hoping to win it on the on the left to to control the center with the depth horrors yeah. as well, decimating what was in front of them, and then um, sort of yeah, uh, being able to just anticipate, wait for the giants, and also the giants would be too far away to score any points. Yeah, exactly. You wanted to be able to hold them off get your main horde into, into it. And I was delaying for a long period of time, just not wanting to engage. The longer that you took getting to me, the better it was for me because your death horrors, um, I just can't kill. They would just go in, do a bit of damage. I can't kill them back. And then they would finish me off. So 
the longer I kept them out, the better. And on the other side, you were you're right. Your your knuckers have now put themselves in a position in my flank. I had to throw every pharaoh I had at them. I threw three pharaohs into these knuckers, and then um, the mummies also uh, managed to get a, a flank charge. It was no option. Did you? You'd yeah. either going to be it was either going to be a, a flank or a rear. No matter which way you do it with surge. It's just I mean that monolith just being able to move them into a range and just go there we go. Yeah. Eight dice. I just need one. Um, and you just got one. That was it, yeah. That was the story of the game as well. Yeah. Every time, eight dice, and you just get one. I'm happy I got the one, yeah. but it, yeah. the monolith just, you know... You deserved it as well. Yeah, yeah that's it's, it, yeah. I feel I did. At least one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it was really telling, I think, because how that fight developed is the knuckers got... Uh, one was removed, and then a couple got damaged, uh, and they flew off. I know, I'm assuming, uh, probably rightly, that you wanted to put them in a position late game uh, for claiming objectives. Was that your kind of thought process, was it? Yeah, that and also to perhaps to contribute um, in other combats. So um, what I should have done is exactly what you were saying there. I should have tried to just move them away so that, okay, you have to commit to the Flying Pharaoh to take them down. Yeah. And he is going to be using the whole game for doing that. Um, and perhaps not succeeding. Yeah, perhaps either. Yeah. Um, Knuckers are really hard to get rid of with their ensnare. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so they they could have just run away and just run in and claim the points in the end. But uh, I was afraid if I if I didn't use them, that uh, you would just uh, get the upper hand in the combats. Yeah, they're great for knuckers. I think you use them in the game just to stall units, throw themselves in front of like a. The revenants and just stop them from being able to do anything yeah. while you concentrate on other bites of the army. So that happened, but then the, the gigos crashed into the mummies on the flank, um, and the, the tidal swarm constantly battering at the side of these mummies, and they were ignoring <laughs> them completely. And um, the rear. Uh, that's it. And um, I think that was a big, big, uh, big combat where you've managed to get them so close to being. It was you just needed a four, and yeah. the dreaded three comes up. Mm. So the mummies there survived. Um, and that kind of really turned the game from there, didn't it? Because as soon as that flank then crumbled, the giants managed to take on the um, uh, the coral giant, and then it all kind of just sandwiched in mm. slowly. Um, and it, it was it was a really tense game because there was a lot of movement in the middle just to try and mitigate um, coming forward. But I just I couldn't resist charging in an occasion and then losing units because I charged in. And, um, in the end, it was. It was very close on the scenario points. It was just the one in it. Mm. The flying pharaoh managed to catch your knucker as he tried to get away. Yeah. He was like, come back here, you. <laughs> um, uh, and even that, though, we, we <laughs> I had your ensnare a horde. I think it was three pharaohs, yeah. a giant, a mummy, a regiment, and the revenants all in the front. Uh, well, sorry, all in different angles, etc. And then double one them. <laughs> <laughs> On 28 wounds. Mummies are yeah. going, what? what? Why won't you yeah. run away? Uh, yeah. Fortunately, you didn't kill the Revenant Horde on the return. If you'd have killed the Revenant Horde mm. on the return, um, you still had a little bit of a chance. Yeah. But after that happened, it was, it was just game over. Um, but it was a good game. I mean, did you enjoy it? It was... It was I think what we were saying after the game was a lot of concentration goes in, doesn't it? You don't want to feel that you're being rude to somebody but at the same time you want to make sure you're doing as good as you, uh, as well as you can yeah I, I found it really fun and challenging and part of this is a really strong army to uh, to play against um, I really enjoyed it we, we had uh, 
what was a very salty game in, in that in the regard that we were burning down objective markers. Or <laughs> <laughs> we were just removing them every, every we single don't need one. These. No, no, no. We, we don't want to play the scenario. Um, uh, and then um, it was a bloodbath, really. Yeah. Uh, I, I had one Night Envoy left. Oh, yeah, that was it, yeah. <laughs> in turn seven. Uh, so I think it was a, a, the story of the game. is like every... Uh, you always look at the dice sometimes, don't you? And I think there was a couple of times where you just you just missed my nerve roll by one, right? Yeah. You know, he was on the Giants. The Giants weren't inspired, but every time you just needed, like, say, a seven or an eight, and you would come up with a six, mm. and you're like, no. But yeah, no, it was, really good, it was a really good game. I really enjoyed coming over and like um, playing some new fresh opponents. I mean, as I said, I've played lots of Trident Realm lists when we're in the, in the UK, but that's the first one that I've played that's been done that way. It's very much like um, more of a combat army. Um, so it's really good to play. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I mean, I think, I think that's about it, really. I mean, uh, is there anything else you want to add? Uh, you Mention anybody, you know, name drop? Well, uh, Fred, for... Um Arranging all this is it's the third time uh, third year in a row with conquest. Yeah, and I also want to uh, mention you guys coming over. Yeah, joining yeah. us here in Norway. That's really awesome, and I hope also more people take the trip over. It's an international tournament now, right? Yes, That's yes. it. You know, it's going to be the hub for everybody. We'll yeah. get all different nationalities coming down. Mm. Well, that's great. Thank you very much for your time, Bjorn. Good luck with the last game. Yeah, thank you, and good luck as well. You too, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> not much of a plan. I don't think I'm much of a planner either, it has to be said. Alright, um, I am here now, um, this is on the second day, I've just recorded actually the, um, the fourth game, but yep. this is the first time me and Fred have actually been able to sit down, because you've been busy organising the tournament. Yeah, I have, so um, hello. Yeah, hi, hi. <laughs> um, which has been going well, I mean it feels... From our point of view, it's run quite smoothly. How, how have you found uh, running the tournament today, well, this, yeah. this weekend? No, it's, it's been going well. Uh, the schedule is on, it's on track, and uh, there's been really no problems. Um, it's, the, it's our third year, or my third year running it, so I've started to get used to the, to the ups and downs of, uh, of, the, of the thing. And it's the same hotel, so we know the staff here. So, no, it's, it's very smooth. That's, uh, Actually, it's it's been so smooth that I feel like time has to run too quickly. Uh, when I woke up, woke up today, I was like, "Oh shit, it's Sunday already! <laughs> it's almost over." <laughs> uh, it does. I've, I've you know I've been enjoying it. It's been some good games. Yeah. I was, I've been talking to the other guys, and one of the things that's been kind of like uh, uh, really good for us is just playing Kings of War, but playing it in a slightly different way with yeah. slightly different people and uh, with different ideas about how the game should be played and the tactics to yeah. use. I really enjoyed talking um, to, to Jorgen, yeah. um, one of the first opponent on the day one. From Bergen? One of the guys from Bergen. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, you know, uh, talking to him last night, he was just happy with, you know, talking to last night was he was just happy with the um, uh, winning. He was just happy with winning yeah. and he will sacrifice his army to do so. Right? Yeah. <laughs> he was really, one of the things he was proud of was actually fighting a game where he only killed 200 points. Most of his army was gone, like, you know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, three quarters was gone, but he won. The scenario yeah. was clear. He'd, he'd, right from the start of the game, he knew exactly where he was going to be at the end of it. Yeah, that was, I noticed because uh, in game three, I wrote this on our uh, Conquest group. That Vidar and Jürgen, they, fa- they met each other at uh, 
table one in game three. Yep. And they both had you know almost the same amount of tournament points. But at that point, at that moment in time, Vidar was currently in the lead for most kill points, and Jurgen was in the opposite end. He was, yes, yeah, he yeah. was going to. I mean, he was kind of in line to win the Pillow Fighter award. Yes. Uh, if if the tournament had ended right there and then, and they met at table one, so that was that was hilarious. <laughs> it is quite funny when you you know you look at the two extremes, don't yeah, you? Exactly. I've smashed my way to the top, and I've just yeah. neatly sacrificed <laughs> everything to get there. And, uh, but I like to have a, a, a awards like that. Uh, the Pillow Fighter Award I actually stole directly from. Uh, I listened to a podcast, probably I don't know, maybe it was Counter Charge, where where the tournament organizer had that as an award, Pillow Fighter Award. Yeah. So uh, just. Borrowed that idea, and I love to. So I have lots of diplomas to give out after the games, and it's just stuff like that. Most kill points, least kill points. I have the counter charge reward, of course. Yes, you know, yeah, yeah, Center, yeah. middle player, and I have like uh, uh, you know all the overall winner, best general. So uh, I think it's uh, 10, 10 diplomas I'm going to hand out, like best painted, all those, all the classics really. Um, but I'm, uh, I'm it's, nice. it's nice when you go home uh, with something you've done, something you've achieved it, even yeah. if that is. To get smashed, you, you know, you, you, and turn around. And, I got, you know, I mean, I think Jurgen will probably be quite happy to take that award home because yeah, he's got yeah. smashed, but he still won games. Exactly. It's, yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm so glad you were here, uh, coming all the way from uh, England to, well, to you've join. Got Rob to thank for that. I still, you he know, just, <laughs> he was determined. He pulled you along, did he? Well, he was, you know. Um, one of these things is uh, at the back of my mind is always how do I uh, best approach. Um, the person in charge mm-hmm. um, and not push my boundaries too much um, uh, Rob is more of a case of if I've got a yes I'm going yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes there we go T- tickets booked we're going right John are you coming <laughs> I'm like what what's going on uh, yeah. I, I've got a bit more negotiation to go on <laughs> I see yeah we're happy it worked out so uh, and, and you've been I mean you've been more outdoors than I have uh, I've just been in the hotel really uh, in, with the event and mm. but you've been out walking in the city city centre yeah, yeah yeah the Bergen guys gave me the tour yeah. um, really enjoyed that as well that was good to yeah. just to get out and see it I mean it's one of those things you know we used to London as a city you've been to London haven't you as well yeah. it's a very different atmosphere here than it is to there it's a lot yeah. more relaxed a lot more calm um, yeah, less people yeah yeah and it's just. <laughs> It's a very, it's a di- you know, very different experience, and it was it was really nice just to get the the tour, got the um, yeah. the low down on your um, uh, on your royalty, right? You know, yeah, the, the castle the, and all you that. share with us. Yeah. We could not, you know, well, royalty, <laughs> well, yeah, you know, well, they do this and that. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, it, it, it's been really good. It was nice to get out because it can be a little bit claustrophobic, can't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, you it's know? it's the old GT package that uh, you're not. Well, not that you don't, uh, not that you don't, you can't, I mean, you can leave, but you're not, uh, I mean, you don't need to leave. You can just come here, book your room, and walk around in your sweatpants and, and, yes, and yeah. t-shirt like I do, and just don't go out. I mean, we went out to eat pizza last night, but that's just literally across, across the road. It was, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I just went out in my t-shirt, because I think I'm not going to go up to my room to get a, get my jacket. It's yeah. like 100 meters or less. <laughs> it's also because you're Norwegian, cold doesn't affect you, does it? Sure, no, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mostly I had to just uh, at least pretend I didn't care so I could impress you guys with my t- uh, outdoors t-shirt walking. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, well, and you're, you're, you are um, well-placed, aren't you, to um, podium in this uh, tournament? You're, I don't know, I haven't checked. Where, um, you're go- going to play on table one now, at least. And it, it's oh, right, okay. It's you versus Knut, and it's the last game. <laughs> right, okay, so you're putting pressure on me now. Is that yeah. what you're trying to say? Yeah, yeah. I think you are top three or top four 
currently, top three probably. Okay, so all I've got to do is smash Knut and I'll take your Norwegian title and run away with it. Yeah, yes, unless um, someone super submarines from behind, of course. But uh, yeah, you have, okay. a, you have a shot. Oh, that's it. I'm not going to absolutely fail, forget how to play Kings of War, and <laughs> um, I'll just look at you and go, it's your fault, Fred. It's your fault. You, told you, know? me, you told me I was on table one, <laughs> even, even though that should be very obvious that you're standing on table one. Sort of. <laughs> Nosebleed, god damn it. Um, uh, I'm, uh, and I, was, I was really hungover today, so it's been a rough morning for me. But, yes, uh, yeah, we were all a little bit guilty, I think. Well, not all of us, but some of us were a little bit guilty of um, piling on the beers, and maybe he's spending a little bit too much time <laughs> chatting. I, I, yeah. I got to bed at about two, half past two. Oh wow! Yeah, and we had to, you know, I had to sneak into the room. Like uh, Rob was there. Uh, oh yeah, and you stayed out. Stayed out later. Yeah, I stayed out late. They turned uh, off the lights in the bar. I was, you oh, know, wow, really. We were just there sitting. I was chatting to. Oh, it wasn't one of the kings of all guys. One of the. Um, uh, one of the distributors here uh, yeah, the in one, Norway who brings in uh, yeah, the, the one doing the he has a shop here at the yes. tournament yeah. yeah 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 so he brings in the, the product and we were just having a discussion about yeah. wargaming and miniatures as a whole and nice. things like that yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean tournament wise I mean one of the things that I've noticed which is quite cool is or at least I think it is is mm. the, the map packs I've, I've seen the map packs before where yeah. you would randomly generate the, the terrain and then um, it set up the table based on that. Mm-hmm. Where, where did that come from? I think that was something you already had anyway. Do you, what do you mean the, when you go on your mobile phone? And, uh, the, the giant dwarf pack, isn't the, it? Yeah. yeah, big dwarf pack. Yeah, that's Lars's creation from mm. all the him. It's, it's on its uh, uh, third or fourth year. Uh, I'm surprised you haven't used it before, actually. But uh, <laughs> They don't use <laughs> it in the UK the... tournament. It's, it's strange. Because oh, yeah. what happens, we get to a table, mm-hmm. right, and we don't know if that's only how the TO organised it or mm-hmm. how somebody just moved it out of the way so they could get their army oh, together. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, this was Lars's, this is Lars's legacy, isn't it? He's uh, sadly no longer with us. Uh, but his map pack is still uh, very functional. And um, I was actually going to, I wanted to try and make some tweaks to some of the maps, but in the end, I had solely, um, a little you know, stress last day before the tournament. I was like, I don't have time to make any maps. So yes. just, I was just, I will just use what we have. We will use the generator. It's, it's good. It's still good. Yeah. yeah, it is still good. And it's just, it's a nice way of doing it. Yeah. Uh, I've really enjoyed that. Um, I'm, I'm very much like a, a, a least amount of argument. I don't want to say that I've won a tournament because a piece of terrain was in a place where it shouldn't mm, have been yeah. and that <laughs> ruined somebody else's game. So yeah. little tweaks like that do make for a, yeah. a nicer tournament in the long run it's very nice for me as an organizer too because people be like what, what, what terrain are we using I'll just say yeah press the button on the, on the website it's so easy everyone yeah. just makes their own map I found that as well. It's like everybody just knows what's going on. You've yeah. just kind of like pushed them in certain places, but everybody else is like, right, okay, we just grab, grab it up. Every yeah. opponent I've talked to has been very clued up about what to do. Yeah. And I just look around and go, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's what like, the, what, what's he doing on his mobile? Yeah, that's it, yeah. Stop moving the hill. Oh, yeah. all right, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, also, I've um, done a lot of paperwork, so it, um, there's some forms being handed out here and there. You. You just uh, submitted your votes, I assume, for the favorite uh, opponent and stuff like that. Or maybe you were one of the two people who have, who have not turned in their forms yet. Look, right, I've been, I've been busy podcasting, That's right? right. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> I've been working. Fine, you're, you're excused. I, I'm allowed off. Yeah. And uh, I have the printouts of the blackjack scoring system, yeah. uh, which are not actually the, the pr- printouts they have. Because uh, they have the whole page with the map and lots of details, but I just kind of cut that out and only have those rubrics for you. We did mention that on one of the other conversations, is that yeah. they were really good because 
it just makes it very easy to fill in your, your, your end of that game report. Yeah. I thought they were just the blackjack one, so I was get, taking all the credit from you entirely. But <laughs> I was saying, no, Fred didn't do those. Those are all blackjack ones. But yes, yeah. that actually does make sense because they don't normally have the map, although all the yeah, map is doing is just giving you an indication of where to put the, the terrain. Yeah, well, not the terrain. They the have the scenario rules also in on that sheet. Yes. The map, the rules. I find, I find all that uh, unnecessary. So I just, uh, I mean, it's still a blackjack, but I, yes, I did make those forms just blatantly copied from, yep. from blackjack. <laughs> no, I, I like the blackjack system. It's nice. It's you know, it, it means that, the, you know, like uh, some guys can win just on objectives. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to have that ultimate killy army. Yeah, um, and you can still, you can still win out. And because it's all worked out as well, a lot of the time, yeah, you know, yeah. when you, we've all been to tournaments, haven't we, where you're just kind of filling in things. Does that mean this? Or does, mm-hmm. what does that mean? How many points do I have? And then something's yeah. counterintuitive. And exactly. Although, of course, the, the Northern King system is, is good as well. Uh, I think those two are quite equally, really. Don't, in don't start inflating the Northern Kings. Right? You know. <laughs> no, but if I don't mention it, someone will say, like, oh, actually, Black Jack is shit because, uh, I don't know, the, the, the guys who made the Northern Kings, they, I know they find their system superior to Blackjack, mm-hmm. um, but there's, it's less known, so it's, uh, I would rate them about the same. They are about <laughs> the same. And it's, it, it, essentially, they're doing the same thing, aren't they, in terms of going, they're rewarding you for both the objectives and also for the kill points. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, uh, it's, uh, I guess it's uh, your time to try to win the, my event now, uh, John. So, uh, yeah, okay, all right, yeah. you know, no, no pressure or anything. Thank you very much for like, <laughs> chatting. I mean, thank you very much for letting us come. It's great to be able to come over and do an international tournament like this. I think when we yeah. met like uh, a few years ago, um, gave you a, gave you a lift back to the, uh, uh, well, yeah, yeah. to London. Me and Lawrence got a ride all the way from Cardiff. And you stole a scarf as well, I remember, which you still have. Rob, uh, well, I lost my scarf and Rob kept it for a while and then sent it back to me, eventually. Oh, that was it, yeah, yeah. yeah it was the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> I've been really, I've been, oh, I've been undermining you, sorry about that, Fred. Um, <laughs> well, like, for the second time. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah, I don't know. I come over here and just throw slander for <laughs> no real reason. <laughs> Um, also, um, I met you when I was over at uh, the Four Foot Snake GT. Yes, February. Yeah. So we had you, me, Rob, and Richard. I think had dinner on Saturday. Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was nice. It's. So, I mean, that's it. We've been, you know, circling around, and you guys have been coming over to the UK, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it, and it, now you'll know more. If more of us come over next time, you'll know more of the faces because now yeah, you've seen. Yeah, that's it. I'll be going. Yeah, hey guys, how you doing? Yeah, now you've seen twenty-two Norwegian players. That's uh, it. Uh, you know, and then I'll know that you uh, plus two Danes plus you guys, so twenty-six. <laughs> There'll be no Brits left at the uh, the next Clash of Kings, will there? Then we just think it's all. So that's going to be back in Cardiff as well, isn't it? They're going back to yeah. Firestorm Games. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna gotta make sure I book my ticket for that. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if I can make it, but we'll see. We'll see. If you need a lift, you know who to ask. Yeah, indeed, <laughs> yeah. indeed, yeah. Come and pick me up from the uh, uh, from the from the airport, please. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> Just make sure I fly to Heathrow. Yeah, you should say. I mean, if you come over, like uh, Rob will probably put you up in the summer house. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Rob's been uh, been uh, inviting me, like telling me I'm welcome to to come. So that's very nice. Very nice to know. Yeah, that's it. We can go and play some warm up games beforehand, and then you know travel down. Yeah, but yeah, it's really good. Let's yeah. see how the last game goes. All right, yeah. Fingers what cro- cross, touch wood, all that kind of all stuff. Right. So thank uh, you. if I don't just chat to you again on on the microphone, then uh, thank you so much for coming. Great. Cheers for doing it, Fred. All right. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.
so I'm here with uh, the Danish boys, uh, Janus and Jakob. Hello guys. Hello. So uh, how has uh, your uh, weekend been so far? Are you happy with the arrangement? It's very nice, although I've been losing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's good. It's really good. Thank you for coming all the way from uh, yeah, no, from uh, Copenhagen. Isn't it? it was like 50 minutes flight. Yeah, so, yeah it's, it's not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's long in miles and kilometers. Yeah, it, it, it sucks to drive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So now um, I should have uh, grabbed you sooner because now it's actually it's the last day Sunday and uh, you actually have to leave early I was going to say like uh, so are you looking forward to your games and you know what's your strategy <laughs> but now it's too late for that so maybe I don't know maybe you can say something about how your list has worked in short terms yeah uh, dwarves are very tough not not the free dwarves uh, the the regular imperial dwarves under yeah. under Galak they're very tough yeah, they have high, yes high defense <laughs> high defense high nerve I've actually heard some uh, I wouldn't say complaints but some some moans from your opponents like oh the, the dwarf the dwarf list is so hard to, to crack yeah <laughs> I, yeah I mostly run uh, defense six units uh, earth elementals iron guard yeah, uh, yeah I good. think cutting down on, uh, on proc riders is a good idea because they okay. kind of suck yeah. they went down five nerve they don't have the defense to stand against anything that's true they only hit on fours they have no crushing so uh, it's the age of the brook or yeah I think so <laughs> Oh wow! And the, your army, Jakob, is actually fifteen millimeter, isn't it? Uh, it is. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah, I've actually talked with uh, Martin, and he said it was more like twelve millimeter. Okay, really? so I'm, I stand corrected. <laughs> <laughs> well, and uh, you, you did ask me beforehand, though, like, is this okay yeah. since it's the wrong scale and all? But since all the units are the correct size, it's it seems. I mean, it works fine in, in gameplay. It and, does. Uh, it does. We but, use him in Denmark all the time. Yeah, yeah he exactly. always brings the defense six boys. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, but how's your what's your score now? How many wins, losses, and draws did you end up on? I have lost two matches and I've won two. So I'm I'm quite pleased. With that's the why you're leaving now. So you're on yeah, the yeah. Okay. <laughs> don't ruin a good thing. You don't want to get the three loss seven potential. No. All right. But how about you, Jonas? Uh, I'm at one win, one draw, and two loss. Okay. Uh, last game was a win to me, but he forgot to shoot his cannons. Allowed him to shoot his cannons, even though it was my turn. Okay. And yeah. he then hit my dude, double nined his nerve, and killed him from the objective. Oh. So it ended up. It was that? a moral victory, <laughs> but it's fine. It, it ended as a draw, didn't it? Didn't yeah, it, it did. But okay. considering we're leaving. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> if he can win, fine. Let, let him yeah, sure. rise the ranks. <laughs> <laughs> you almost could have wanted that uh, that last game to get the, the final win, but uh, yeah, I but guess you have to fine. settle the Yeah, it's all good. It's <laughs> all good. Uh, tell us something about the earliest then. Three, three Titan Giants is fun. Okay. Very hit and miss. You mostly miss. <laughs> okay, yeah. they, they're, they're fun, and people are like, wow, but I've played against two. Two Emperor of Men with cannons, and then they're not that impressive because yeah. you have to risk one. At least one of them has to be sacrificed with flank charges from all the spears and phalanx and whatever, mm -hmm. because otherwise he's just gonna back away and shoot cannons yeah. entire game. So sure. they, you have to just move them forward, and that's what he said. He was like, "No fear, <laughs> just <laughs> charge." Oh, yeah, it's guess, uh, it's uh, real fun, but uh, it's not so easy to play. <laughs> Your giants are, aren't too happy about cannons being uh, no. better now, I guess. No, they're really good. Cannons <laughs> seem really good. They they, do. They, they, they hurt. Mm. So, but your list is an ogre list, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, ogres and the three giants. 
and three giants. Yeah, yeah. It looks great. Even from a distance, you just see those three towering <laughs> Mantic giants. Yeah, uh, I, I love the models. Yeah. I love the Mantic giants. And you did some cool conversions on them. Several uh, arms, like one has several arms. Yeah, uh, yeah, we have five. When you have three giants, they have to uh, share some bits. And uh, I decided that one of them could just have all the bits. <laughs> because then it, it actually looks more different than if two of them looks the same. And yeah, uh, yeah. that's actually the reason why I ended up behind it. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, it looks great. Well, yeah. thanks so much for uh, for being here. Uh, yeah. You have uh, contributed to Conquest being an international <laughs> event yeah. for the first time. So it's global news, I yeah. guess. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for hosting. Yeah. yeah. You're it's welcome. Been, it's been real good. Yeah. Do you have any uh, sh shout outs for the Kings of Denmark? Uh, anyone there? Uh, Karsten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know you should have been here with us. Uh, <laughs> You owe us something. Yeah. <laughs> you should have passed in the glory of yeah. conquest. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. So now yeah. probably maybe he'll come up next time when the yeah. yeah. hair's done. All right, well, thank you so much, guys. Yeah, and you. have a good uh, trip home. Thank you. <laughs>Yeah, I live in Oslo. Uh, when I was uh, young, my parents moved around several places in Norway. And uh, my father is from the west coast. Oh, right, okay. And uh, my so mother is the, from the east, the which uh, does not have much coast. <laughs> yes. uh, <laughs> so I'm from here and there. Yeah. I've uh, lived in Telemark for uh, most of my uh, childhood years. Yeah, okay. Um, so as it was with the, the rest of the, the guys, we always want to just get a... a a history on understanding uh, how you got into wargaming and then how you got into Kings of War. Did you start like a lot of the other guys with uh, the, the GW, so like Warhammer 40,000 and Fantasy? Is that the kind of thing you started with? Yeah, yeah. I was uh, growing up in this small town mm -hmm. and uh, sometimes they had some gaming stuff in a local bookstore. And, uh, oh, right, okay. At some point, uh, Games Workshop had a little shelf there. So it was a Warhammer Fantasy uh, big starter box. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which edition was that one? Was that the... Uh, fifth edition, but okay. uh, right before sixth. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, so typically you buy yeah, that thanks. and then you have to buy another one afterwards as well. But there you yeah, go. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got lots of miniatures. That was the fun part. Okay. <laughs> so, you, was it you and some friends who got in, into yeah, the Yeah, some friends there, some uh, childhood friends who were into uh, various gaming and role-playing uh, board games and, and also miniatures. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. So, did that, how did that then link... Led, 
How did that lead? Oh, oh it's been a long day. <laughs> how did that lead then to Kings of War? How did you how did you get into that? Well, scene? that's more the normal story, I think. I was playing Warhammer Fantasy, and then the world exploded. Yes. Yeah. And then I read the new rules, and then I switched to Kings of War. All right. Okay. Did you did you look at any other systems, or you just went Kings of War sounds exactly the right kind of thing for me? Uh, I had already uh, played uh, 40k, but that's a different thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've uh, played a couple of small miniature games like uh, Malifaux and uh, Battlegate Gothic. Yes, and yeah. uh, I love something Gothic. else which I don't remember. <laughs> Gone in the mist. But of time. Uh, yeah. I wanted to play a rank and file fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Kings of War. I think that's, a, that's one of the big attractions, isn't it? Is just putting an army out on the tabletop. Yeah, and the, the maneuvering. Then maneuvering. I, I yeah. like the maneuvering, which we will get to later. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, you've brought the undead with you. It's actually that's a, it's a whole, holy mantic army, apart from maybe one or two miniatures, is that right? Uh, uh, most of the miniatures are mantic. Uh, and let's see what's not. Yeah, there are some, uh, some of the whites are uh, old uh, Games Workshop, and mm-hmm. then uh, Gorblight is uh, scratch built from parts. Yes, yeah, I actually know, I did see that. Um, Forgot about the whites. I do really like the mantic whites as well, though the the ones that are kind of ethereal, you know, with like um, almost like floating things. Yeah. Okay. So you brought the undead. What did you have in your army list? What did you bring with you? Yeah. So I have uh, two mummies. One with the warbow. Uh, sneaky warbow. Sneaky sneaky warbow. Have something to do when they're just moving slowly. Yeah. And uh, two uh, skeleton archer regiments. Which can be very nice in uh, some matchup and scenarios. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, two units of zombies, uh, mostly for unlocks, but they can also do stuff with objectives. Yes, I hate zombie units. <laughs> zombie units all the way out on the flanks, and my little compact army yeah. going, I can't reach you, please come back. <laughs> there's the big hammers, two units of uh, white horde, uh, with, uh, one with maze of crushing, one with uh, sort of slashing. Those, how we found the white, the new white unit. When I look at the undead list, I look at those and go, oh, especially with the, the nimble uh, surging as well. Yeah, they're quite strong. It's, it's not auto-include, but it's very strong. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I'm going to the second page of the arm list. We have, yeah, the, of it. course, the Gorblight, which is uh, so fun. Yep. <laughs> the Gorblight, the, the my, small my giant. My little giant. Yeah, that's it. You know, Miniature giant. You almost got an Empire of Dustbone giant. <laughs> Not quite, but he's getting there. You know, he's, he's going to do some weight training. Yeah, right? the Aura of Death is very fun. Oh, yes, yeah. It just nicks that little wound here and there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then we have uh, Morgoth, uh, the Master of Tricks. Uh, <laughs> he is really good in the new edition as well. Being able to fly around yeah, and having uh, so many tools. He's a totally different character, but he's still very good. Yes, and flying around. Yes, yeah. And then I have a Lich King with Drain Life, uh, which is a solid surge drain. Yep. And uh, Pharaoh with uh, the, the Crown of uh, Windblast uh, for doing tricks and guarding Marier. Yeah. It's a, so again, you know, not quite as good as the Empire of Dust Pharaohs, right? <laughs> you know? He's got to, just got to be a little bit braver with some better surge. Yeah. He'll be fine. <laughs> so it's. I mean, I, when I looked at that list, I thought that was quite quite a compact, very efficient. I mean, you've been doing well because you know, as Fred yeah, pointed I, out, I was, we, yeah, yeah. You know, we were like, um, <laughs> um, we were on table one, weren't we? And you'd uh, how many games did you won? Did you won three or three four? wins, uh, hmm. one uh, draw, one draw. So we were all fighting at the top there. So when. When we start pick the scenario, so the scenario was invade, wasn't it? So out of yeah. all the all get the, to the other place, 
All the other scenarios so far have been really big objective ones, and there's been lots of spread all over the place, and then this one was just get to the other side. Um, With some difficult people in the way. Yeah, but it. Some angry mummies in the way. Um, so when you set up, when you saw the army that I was using, what were your kind of thoughts? What were you thinking about when, uh, when deploying? Well, uh, you were not that fast, and you didn't have uh, that many expendable small shitty zombie units. <laughs> yes. So... Uh, Point one in deployment is to place one zombie on each uh, extreme end of the table to just walk across. Yeah, you you're not hearing this. And of this, course, I'm, if you send your uh, something expensive over there, then... Yes, yeah. You're not seeing it, but I'm shaking my head as I, I just wince in pain. But yes, carry on. <laughs> yeah, otherwise, uh, it was a kind of deciding whether I wanted to fight you or try to avoid you. Mm -hmm. And uh, I chose to fight you. Yes. So at the start of the game, we'd, I'd kind of deployed my army kind of to the left-hand side on the deployment. You'd gone on to the kind of the, uh, your left-hand side, so we were kind of circling each other a little bit. A little bit, but not the refused plank. Not a complete Just uh, shifted from the middle. Exactly. Um, and you threw some whites all the way down. They literally were in, in, this, in this side of the table. Surge 20 turn. and turn one. Uh. Yes, yeah, yeah. I thought I had lots of surge, yeah. So they flew down and... What were you thinking at that point? Because you were kind of stood off a little bit and then you had these guys coming around well, the corner. Uh, against many armies uh, which leave an empty space, it's a good idea to search uh, these guys up to get into the flanks and cause trouble mm. against uh, your mass surge army. It's, of course, a bit uh, more difficult and risky. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was a slight gamble because I could get charged by mummies. Uh, but uh, if it paid off, it would be nice. Yes, yeah, and that's what we kind of uh, led to, is I tried to combat you, but then I made a decision early on that I couldn't risk moving my monies to... My monies? My mummies to react to you without then giving away a flank um, to... Uh, the other whites. The other whites. Now, the, the issue was that I didn't think that... Um, I thought there was a chance you could surge in. And that's the problem with surge, isn't it? Yeah, there's it's a chance. There's a chance. When it's a chance, you go, oh, do it. is he going to do it or not? So I threw my, my undead pharaoh, the flying one, straight into your white stuff, hold them down so that I, they would then not be able to surge over. But in reality, I think that was a bad choice because the whites just laughed. <laughs> yeah, but you had to send something. You, you can't ignore the whites on your flank. No. <laughs> well, that's it. And it, it, could have, it could have worked, it could not have worked. I think after we talked afterwards, it you said... It almost did work. Yes, yeah, that's it. Um, not quite enough wounds. So what ended up happening on that flank is that you, you ended up crushing it. You, you, the pharaoh that I'd sent over to fight uh, the whites that were flanking alongside the mummy unit yeah. died in short order. Um, you were able to use Morgoth to bane chant the whites and they were causing so much damage to then first the flying pharaoh and, and then... And the mummies behind them and they crumbled. They crumbled. So I'd, I, was, I was in a bit of a disarray in that corner. And then yeah. I was very happy. Yeah, yeah. You were fun. I was sitting in my chair wondering, oh, <laughs> what have I done already? Uh, while the rest of the army kind of just held off against each other, didn't it? There was just yeah, because very you know, little going on. So much search. Don't want to be destroyed. Neither of us wanted to engage, because if I engaged you, you could surge into the flank. If I, you engaged me, I could yeah. surge into the flank. The only other thing going on was a bone giant um, trying to make friends with some yeah, zombies. discussing with the zombies on one of the flanks. Yeah. Tried to get a sneaky like uh, flank charge with a surge, but then the zombies just clattered into the side. 
started nibbling away, which was annoying. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that, that kind of went on. Um, so from then on, because then once the whites were free, you had kind of free reign on my flank. What were you thinking at that point? Well, I was thinking it would be nice if you had angled stuff slightly differently, but <laughs> yeah, that's it. you had the mummies there. Uh, which uh, couldn't charge in the front uh, without being hindered, which is an okay thing to do. Had it not been for the giant lurking nearby, who could uh, surge into their flank if they didn't break the mummies on the charge. Yes. And the mummies were not uh, wounded, I think, at that time. Zero or one wounds? Yeah, they had, they had a little, I think one damage on. Um, but yeah, uh, stick your hands down from your jaw because so, it's making uh, it. It was a bit. Yeah. yeah, I do it all the time. I feel <laughs> well, so with my yeah, hands. Yeah, no, thinking. Up, yeah. So uh, it was not, uh, not. I couldn't do risk-free charge there, and uh, there was this yeah. risk of all the surge uh, counter uh, stuff. Uh, so I wondered, uh, should I do this? And if I do this, should I also move other stuff into the fight? Which led to my horrible, horrible, horrible decision. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, do uh, several charges and move ahead with the rest of the people and then place everyone in the wrong position. You, you kind of <laughs> threw the whites in to the mummies and then the yeah, whites... Yeah, the whites went in the mummies, the other whites went into the giant which blocks, blocks the, that giant from uh, destroying the mummies and uh, destroying the, the whites that were in yes, the mummies. So he had the chance to them out. surge into the flank if you didn't. Yeah. And uh, then uh, on uh, the other uh, side of the battle, I uh, had a uh, cursed pharaoh charging uh, the enslaved guardians yeah. just really to tempt them to charge him. So Yes. <laughs> but just they didn't the take delay. the bait. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. Um, so and then I moved uh, some uh, other mummies and Gorblight ahead in the middle and they, uh, they just placed them very badly so that they had an exposed flank. And uh, my other mummies uh, forgot that uh, your giant moves seven, not six. Yeah. There's a difference there. A small so, uh, but they significant just, difference. So I just sacrificed several units there and the rest were uh, hopelessly outnumbered and surrounded afterwards. Mm. So uh, if I just... Uh, if I just not charged anything and just moved, then you wouldn't have lost any units if next turn, and I haven't lost any units next turn, would have been much nicer. And then I could just sneak on some of my archers around the mountain instead. Yeah. So they ended up with you, unfortunately, because you'd mismeasured on the mummies, the giant had a flank charge onto the mummy unit in the back lines, and then the gorblight had just moved close enough that he was then being flanked by the enslaved guardians. Yeah. And it's one of those things that it's so frustrating when you realise you've done it and you could avo avoid it. Was it was so unnecessary. It was one of those mind-freeze berserk moments where you just gain frenzy. Yeah. And uh, everything that needs to charge needs to charge. But then, they didn't really need to charge. And then what happened is that with that and the fact that the giant and the mummies you charged with the whites hadn't died, I was able to hold those whites in place. One of them was flanked again by the revenants. Yeah. And that just meant that in swift succession, I'd taken out three quite key, well, not key pieces, but big you know, Key parts. pieces, yeah, because they were going to hold. Mm. Held everything in hold place. Hold the line and uh, prevent you from, from getting forward. Yeah. And then it was... It was just chaotic, wasn't it? Yeah, people were running in every direction and trying to make something of it. So skeleton archers are coming off the hill trying to get into into the uh, the other side of the board. 
Um, and slave guardians were going into mummies and then killed by the pharaoh in the front, or in the rear. It turned out to yeah. be. So it was a real scramble towards the end, and it was looking um, with the pharaoh killing the enslaved guardians who were perfectly positioned in the other half. Yeah, then, you, then I had the lead at that moment for the unit in, strength for the scenario. Yeah, so with a unit, a regiment of zombies, you had a regiment of skeletons who just sneaked in, and then you had your the, whites uh, white pretty much undamaged and being supported by yeah. the elite priest of Morgoth. Um, but then there was just one thing, and this is the interesting thing: is on third edition. You're just getting used to the rules, and so am I. But the disengage rule meant that... Tricky. Tricky. Being able to move the bone giant out of a combat, sidle sideways, and get the rear of that skeleton unit just coming in. That was the big change in the end. uh, That shifted the points from me winning to you winning. It was so close. So close. I mean, a turn seven may have gone the other way, but I don't know. But it was a really good game. I I mean, how did you find it? It was a very good game until I destroyed it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And the same way because for Because it was so, uh, so necessary, I didn't have to do it. Yeah. But it was good. I mean, I've really enjoyed playing. I mean, you guys are really good. At, I mean, I, I'm not going <laughs> to confuse anybody but, uh, or mislead anybody to think that I'm a really good general. I, I got lucky. You, you unfortunately made things miss the mistakes, and my dice were hot after that as yeah, well, well, weren't they? I, play, I played very good for five mm. of the rounds. Yeah, and extremely badly in one of them, and unfortunately, you don't get to. <laughs> if you can get advantages there, you take them. But and it's been really good playing different opponents with different armies. That army is the new white units and Morgoth as well. The combinations between the two, seeing Morgoth yeah. fly between units and Bane chanting, and it then can be quite effective. Laugh. Oh yeah, he just he's like my like uh, soul snare. He really is like um, uh, a good utility unit. Yeah. Um, I mean it. I think I mean, that's pretty much it. I think we're doing the awards and stuff here, but yeah, they're clapping in there. They're clapping. Uh, we're not there, so how can they be clapping? Um, but thank you very much, Knut. Um, really enjoyed the game. Good luck with it all. Hopefully, you'll come over at some point. You come and play in the UK. We've got Clash of Kings. You should get you know Norwegian contingent come over. Have you done that yet? Have you been to any? I, of that? I haven't done that yet. Bucket list. So you need to tick it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much, Knut. That's really great. Cheers, for that, buddy. Cheers. Right. Good, right. Yes. We're just here after all the awards have uh, been given out. Conquest 2020 is over. And I thought I'd grab 10 minutes with the champion. Simon? Yes. You're from... Oh, I've got to stop doing that. I hit the table. Terrible, like, podcasting. But you're one of the guys who came over with the Bergen crew. So yes. I've already interviewed two of those. You're the third already. Uh-huh. Um, so you've come along. You've smashed everybody. Um, how, did, how did it go as a tournament? I didn't smash everybody. First of all, I'm pretty excited to be on Counter Charge. Yeah, yeah. Pre- hey. Premier podcast. That's it. So, uh, 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 and, and second of all, I didn't smash everybody. I actually lost a game in uh, round three against uh, against Trident Run player. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I'm, I, I came in second last year with Orcs, and, and this year I, I, I took the championship with Orcs and making Orcs great again. So, yeah. Moga was the yeah. was the motto, and uh, we followed through. It was really close at the end, wasn't it? There was like there was three of us on 87 points overall. Yes, I think battle points you had. Yeah, and uh, I don't know the other chap's name. Was it? Is it Richard? Uh, uh, Robert, Robert. Robert. Yeah, Robert. He's yeah. from Trondheim. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, it was really close at the end, but you managed to sneak it just on. Was it kill points? I think in the end, you just yeah. Yeah, it was. I, I was lucky on. Uh, of course, I was first of all lucky with the scenario and with mm-hmm. the opponent in the last round. I played against Empire of Dust Army, which um, just based on deployment wasn't really able uh, to hold me back. And uh, it was a very cagey game, which didn't really develop until uh, turn four when he kind of lost his nerve and, and charged in and c- committed, in my opinion, maybe uh, a turn too early. But I think he had kind of you know put himself in a bad spot in the deployment phase and we were dancing around with the dragons a bit very cagey I, yeah. I don't think we lost a, a, a single unit up until fifth turn and uh, and wow. I have to say yeah. that uh, he did not manage to kill a single regiment of orklings it was not he, he it was he was most unlucky I wanted to change the most uh, unlucky player vote afterwards because yes. it was oh, just yeah. I mean he was putting wounds on them and he was rolling twos and threes threes and fours it was it was really 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 funny uh. actually the orklings MVP of the last game and they, they earned me a 20 to 1 yeah I always love those little troops you know they're ones that just get in the way and they do something spectacular you're like fantastic oh, yeah, yeah. yeah you know was it 65 points isn't it for like a, a unit yeah. of Auckland yeah. yeah great so what army did you have? you brought an orc army what did you have in, in the force what did you decide to bring well, game changing game winning yeah, game winning and game winning you know I, I, I like to play ranks and flanks mm-hmm. so, so, so of course I, I have some mobile elements but the, the, let's say it's, it's orcs with axes yeah. it's long axe great axe more axe orklings yeah. and a couple of drums um, so I have a, 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 a horde of, um, of great axe with the, with the J boots mm-hmm. um, then I have a horde of uh, long axe with uh, um, uh, what is that called uh, Roof sharpness. Yep. So yep. Uh, thirty attacks hitting on threes. Oof. Yeah. Then I have a caster which exchange fireball for bane chant and has the has heal as well and the um, the the shroud. Yep. So he can pump up to heal eight. Then I have whip the outcast utility caster hex weakness lightning bolt if I can apply it. I have gakamak mobile seven wounds or six. And he is awesome. Six I, and lots of yeah, armies yeah, yeah. just taking because you're right. It just goes in. There you go. Yeah, he's he's six highly mobile wounds. and he's good flight control. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have a crudger on a, on a wing slasher with a blade of slashing to give a little bit more stability in, ter- in terms of hitting. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, and, and of course um, two two regiments of morax, one with a skull pole because I have an extra five points. And uh, and three uh, three regiment of orklings as chaff, so I don't get uh, alpha strike. I mean, people can strike uh, can strike the the the, the, um, the long axe horde if if they want. They can mm-hmm. uh, they can even hit the the front of the of the horde of great axe, but it's multi charges that are really the problem. So if you can limit the space with the orklings, then it's okay. And and then it's just you know infantry. You move forward, you make sure you don't get flanked, and then you uh, you just grind it out and uh, defense five. You know, crushing inherently everywhere. It's it's okay. It works. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like a really hard hitting list. If you've got to get it right, because it's not it's not point and click, is it? You no, still have no, to no, no, really no. maneuver into yeah. into good positions and use the orklings to bait or yeah, control just, space. Just block. And yeah, I was controlling space a lot because in the last game I moved them. I, I didn't engage the enemy because I was playing for time because I could, due to his deployment, get stuff across unimpeded. Yes. So so I was just moving up to the edge of terrain and, and he would have to charge through terrain and he didn't have so much Pathfinder and Strider. Yeah. And, and uh, actually he was charging through terrain with a horde of skeleton spearmen. Yes. Putting exactly zero wounds on the <laughs> <Yeah>. So... <laughs> 
<laughs> so it was. Uh, I, I mean, you you can do you can do some things, but I, I I like it because orcs are not known as like a power army, if you will. No, no, they're, so, they're, not, they're not the ones where everybody goes. Oh, look at the dragons that they can take. Let's no, look at exactly, the um, exactly. war machines. It's exactly. So so I think that's that's a good thing, and uh, and uh, of course Gakamak and, and the big flyer they're a little bit an exception, but the let's say application of force relative to base size yeah. is uh, is not so strong on the orcs because they're pretty big uh, cumbersome you have to move them around a little bit so I usually play a refused flank or I anchor myself against an impassable piece yes um, and uh, I, I, and that that worked out yeah and I also had a bit of luck of the draw to be honest with you like I I didn't play I didn't play against you I didn't play against Robert I didn't play against Knut like all of these boys I didn't I didn't play against you know yeah. this is all this is all people there's a bunch of people on this tournament that really know how to play and this is I think the message that should go out to the wider public is that there's a lot of dudes that know the game very very well in Norway yeah uh, I have to say that uh, one of the things I've been talking with the rest of the guys it's it's good competition. There's no, you know, especially not knowing your opponent so well. Um, you've really got to be on the ball right from the start because sometimes they can catch you out. You guys are too nice and friendly, right? When I say you guys, people in Norway, not necessarily Norwegians, no. which is the case no. with you, but no. um, so nice and friendly that, uh, especially like somebody like Jorgen, you're like, oh, it's fantastic, great. And yeah, all of a sudden, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're what have you done to me? I don't understand. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jorgen, he flies on the radar a lot. I also I have to say, I'm not one of the nicer ones, to be honest with you. I'm one of the more evil ones. But uh, but uh, Jorgen, he's a nice guy. He knows how to how to play really, really well. And, and Jorgen, Truls, and Morten, and we have. We have played a lot since third came out. Just oh, to, right. just to prepare, yeah, we played a lot in Universal Battle, and we met at my house, and we we have a club in Bergen which we go to, and and, and we try to to really put in the time, and we were struggling. Okay, I had to put in the list because the meta is not settled, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So yeah. And which is nice. I'm quite like that. I lo- I love it. It's perfect. And when you see like you know what the, there was discussions on the internet about the meta in the U.S. and war machine spam, and there was no war machine spam here. No, 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 not None. a single one. No, no. and there was not six dragon lists I mean Robert had had three heavy flyers and and of course Ilona and and Morgoth which is it's a similar concept but it 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 was one list right so it's not that we are like okay power listing and 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 it's it's proper ranks and flanks yeah no I don't I'm surprised in the difference of armies that you have here over in the UK there's I mean kingdoms of men seems to be quite Mm. prominent Mm. over here Mm. so you've got lots of human armies um and then just little bits, even just the way the army's constructed. I think I was playing um, Bjorn and uh, using it, you know, Trident Realm list, whether it's third edition or just because mm-hmm. he d- plays it different. It's very different to all the other Trident Realm lists we play. So it's nice to get that variety. I mean, you know, we want, you want people to come over from other places. Yeah, the yeah. beauty of just doing that is you get something different. You get to take the same game you played and play against a different type of player with a different army. It's fun. And you know that also when you when you play these games and you look at the first, I don't know, eight, ten players in this tournament and it can be matchup, it can be scenario, it can be an odd dice roll here and there. The margin is so little, right? So, yeah. So like it's, uh, a- a- anybody can win any given Sunday, basically. Yeah. Any given so, Sunday. Any given Sunday, yeah. Um, yeah. I've, I just realized as well, we've, we've shot ahead as well. I was supposed to take your origin story. No, it's probably good from you as well because you aren't Norwegian. You're you're German. Aren't I'm you? German, yes. So yes. you've moved here, but you've also been quite a few other places as well. Yeah. 
how did you get into the wargaming? Because a lot of the other guys seem to have done it. They're in the local shop, the local store. They yeah. picked it up and it then was they the moved to the me. city yeah. and people yeah, found a, people to play. It was the same for me. I actually have an anecdote about that. I, uh, I, uh, when I grew up, I was always a pen and paper role player. And then some people got, you know, Warhammer 4th Edition where you had this like cardboard griffin and like remember really that. old school stuff, they, right? They get it too easy these days. Yeah. Like all the miniatures made. Yeah. Oh. So, so I was, you know, uh, uh, playing a bit. I couldn't really afford it as a kid. I didn't have so, so, so much money to, to, to spend on it so what um, what I did was I, I packed it away and I didn't play much up until I got to uni when I started having m- more money again and then I started building up the armies and, and I moved to Norway and I was uh, 31 years of age and um, I had 26 boxes packed with all my stuff and 14 of these were wargaming yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> these are coming with me doesn't yes. matter about the rest of this stuff I can stay no no coming. no but then, then we uh, now we, 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 we play in um, in Bergen and it was actually Tools who reintroduced me because there wasn't really you know when Warhammer died there was not really any anywhere to go and he said hey you know how about you, you, you try this? And, mm-hmm. and he was the one that introduced me to Kings of War. And Tulz is one of the one of the guys who's really building the community in in, in Bergen. Yeah, he he was the, my second opponent. We've got mm-hmm. a, a recording thing. Really nice guy, Tulz. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, a really nice guy. And of course, he's like a really really good social multiplier for the community, right? Because he's a one of the challenges that we have. The guys that are here, they play a lot, right? So when we play against new opponents, we have to really scale it down. Oh yeah. And not everybody can do that like for me for example it, 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 it's fairly hard I can do it yeah. but it's no fun right you get the seal clubbing mentality because yeah. you want them to enjoy it yeah. but at the same time that that need to win sometimes takes a little bit of like fight yeah, yeah. I, I, and I I, I I can be quite honest for me for me it's, it's very hard and it's not let's say one of my best qualities that I, that I can do that but Trulz is really good at it and also Jürgen those boys they are really really friendly and, and it's it's my hope that with the third edition which I personally believe is excellent they've made a lot of good changes no matter what the internet says <laughs> um, yeah but, I, but no. it, it is true right like the, you know the, the people that are speaking negatively always scream the loudest and, oh, yes. I, and I, I think of course you know nothing is perfect right there are some things you have to touch here and there you know base size on the bone giants for example but I think overall it, it, it's great and, and, and the people that have put in the work I mean you, you, you can't uh, you can't commend them enough yeah I, I mean it allows us to go and do like events like this you know take part meet new people um, play some new games drink some beer you know, yeah. eat some food yeah uh, you always regret it. I always hate this point in the in the tournament. Like everything's over, so you you've got to then start packing away and thinking about going back to real life. I spend a lot of time like enjoying waiting to get to a tournament. I'm always there like the week before. I'm always I need to be there now. Yeah, it's, it was great. We, we actually took the train over. You should like next time. I'm I, I'm not sure if you ever come to a tournament in Bergen. Just fly to Oslo and just take the train just for the view. Honest, <laughs> honest, just for the view. Because you said there is no snow. There is fucking snow. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I come all the way to Norway and there's yeah. no snow. No, I'd, I'd, oh, never doing it again. This, this no, 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 no. I, I hope we see you guys and I hope you bring more people and we get a chance to, to, to travel to the UK just to see yeah. it. They're experiencing it, you know. And it's not actually, it's not only about winning, even not primarily about winning. It's about experiencing new personalities and that's what I, what I enjoy the most. Just new, new players, see new concepts, see new armies. and. Yeah. Well, that's it. For, for me, I do enjoy the winning. I'm not going to lie, right? But I enjoy the challenge. Right? Yeah. A lot of it is you're yeah. getting your opponent, you're playing against them, and enjoying the challenge and having fun with it rather than just 
coming in and I've got to win at all costs. If yeah. I don't win, but I've played as best as I could and I made some mistakes, I learned something fantastic. You know? Yeah, and this is, you know, like, for example, what the people that have been playing against you have told me the way you employ the search, for example. I mean, it's not something that we see a lot, right? Where you yeah. search and, like, angularly into the flank, for example. We don't, we don't see this so much. And this is, like, you know, little facets you... I think the game as it is now is uh, in a in a really really good spot, and I, I just hope that that people buy into it, and I hope that people start supporting uh, the company. Models model quality has skyrocketed in my yeah, opinion. Like yeah, uh, Rob's Northern Alliance Army, it's is, beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, beautiful, yeah. yeah, no doubt. So so I, I just hope that we have a we have a, a stable uh, wargaming haven uh, for years to come. Yeah, no, it'd be good. It'd be good for us to come over a bit more. You guys to come over, get some more Brits and Spanish. Everybody, you know, just get involved. It's uh, it's only going to help the uh, you know the scene as it is all over. Um, look. I don't want to take any more time. I know you're going to be you're okay, going to, going to be chomping at the bit. Yeah. You're going to catch a plane. Look, Simon, thank you very much. John, it was a well pleasure. Done. Champion Conquest 2020. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to have a, a, a t-shirt made and then go from there. All right, very good. Have a pleasant, uh, pleasant flight home. Thanks for coming. You too, buddy. Uh, this is us having finished the tournament. This is the the Monday afterwards. Yeah, trip, trip home. Yeah, trip home. We've. Uh, we stayed overnight on Sunday just so that we could help out. Obviously, we were you we, know, we were packing up. That was yeah. <laughs> we only came here to pack up <laughs> and set up. <laughs> You're welcome, Fred. Yeah, that's, <laughs> uh, that's it. You know, we were there. We might as well help. Um, but yeah, it's all over. So we've you know, um, I don't know. Uh, we had a really good good time. I think there was a lot of like uh, positives coming all the way over to Norway enjoying it I mean yeah they, the people are really friendly over here you know felt very welcome as well I yes. have to say that was a big plus sign the quality of the armies was excellent it you know, was wasn't it yeah. it was really nice to sit down and play beautifully painted armies yes you know and that was uh, you know the, the standard was I would say higher than it is in the UK on a overall level yes um, yeah I know what you mean there wasn't any kind of well maybe one or two armies where you they, they were just not finished of, yeah not finished somebody had rushed and put them together the majority of them though were, were beautiful there were some really standout armies I mean you talk about Magnus and his you know it, it, I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, I played that army first game. Was it the Renaissance the, army? Yeah, the uh, Kingdoms of Men, uh, where he's got the whole sort of town that he's building for it. He showed me some photos. It is absolutely stunning. Yeah. There is no other word for it. It's stunning. It yeah. just everything looks nice. It ties in. His pikemen are like marching down the street, and then you can separate them out and make them into a column formation. It just looks really, really nice. Yeah, yeah. I see. That was the. Uh, I saw one of the hordes. Was- just literally the front of a building with guys coming out the front entrance picking up their pikes on the way through to yes um, they were the fanatics he was using from the Kingsman and it was a legion as well so it's a big footprint it was a lovely diorama really nice I guess it's probably a good idea to find out how you did in the tournament because the last time we talked about it talked to you you'd sorted out your army we were um off the way playing I've told them all about my game so how did it go for you well as I said at the start mid table and (laughs) mid table lower mid is where I ended up Um, it started off good with a win um, against Magnus and his really nice um, Kings of Men army then it went downhill (laughs) (laughs) so I then then played Night Stalkers and all my sort of shooting did not have enough effect in the army and again 
I felt like I was a unit short in my list. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have enough units to react against other people. Maybe Northern Lights are a bit expensive, maybe. So I got a bit of a trouncing then against the Night Stalkers. Uh, I followed on again to play Empire of the Dust, one of my nemesis. I, uh, <laughs> Nemesi. And, and I could not cope with basically two bone giants, the idol of Showbeck, who's better than a bone giant, and a uh, flying, shambling undead dragon. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he hasn't got as much surge as me, but he's got some really good units to surge. Yes, you know, and, and it was a very cagey game, I have to, to start with. I w- wouldn't advance because I've played you so much and I, I knew that, you know, you can move down, angle slightly, and then all of a sudden, bone giants in the flank are being pinned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I started off with trying to sort of control one of the, um, the flanks, which I did quite well by, you know, pinging a frozen on the bone giant, a uh, bone dragon, sorry, yep. um, and then sort of moving. I, I moved into range already with my Chimera, knowing that I should do a wound, you yes. know, and yeah, then yeah. suddenly he make him back up. Yep. Um, but again, I didn't have enough drops to do the board control. Yeah. And he and all the damage that I did do, he could heal quite easily. He had the, uh, the soul snare, yep. another, another one of my nemesis yeah. that army, and, and also he had a healing... Uh, High Priest, I believe, yes. and so everything that went on came off. Yeah, I mean, I think with the High Priest, it's like Heal 8, I think, because he went for the Shroud of the Saint. <laughs> yeah, it was and, just... the, and they've got two re-rolls as well, anything that's skeleton, so yep. all of a sudden you're rolling eight dice and then probably getting four or five wounds pretty much guaranteed, you know? Yeah. After the Empire of Dust, because that was the end of day one, you were I was, uh, one and two. One and two, yeah. So then I, I came back down the tables, um, ended up playing another Kingdoms of Men army, which uh, that was... There were a lot of Kingdoms of Men. There must have been four or five, I think, in the... Well, human-based army. Yeah, and that was the uh, Salt of the Earth scenario, wasn't it? Which, yes. Um, uh, started off turn one, go there, control. We ended up with just the middle token and one token on his side that he decided not to burn, which w- could have drawn him the game at the end. But it, it turned out that it didn't. My shooting had much more of an effect. Take off the little pole arms and the foot guard troops he had, just with the ice king hunters and the bolt throwers. Yeah, they, they don't need any piercing against those, and because they're so accurate, you just end up being able to put put so much damage on them and he didn't have that much heal I'm assuming I mean, even ploughed shots into the pike block in the front as well yeah oh yeah yeah because they're yeah. in defence four e- even, yeah. even in the wood I'm still doing a bit of damage yeah. uh, I managed to then uh, icy breath with the ice elementals and surge hmm. in the flank that, that left you two and two then did it there the... it did indeed and then I played another Northern Alliance person <laughs> yeah. what, can, what can I say um, I, I... we worked it out last night didn't we that I think with Easy Army not being updated yeah. Um, and us having to rely on um, people writing their own army lists, mistakes happen. Yes, and uh, yeah. he'd, he'd, he'd taken uh, what's, what's the name of the um, this Hiram the legendary ice giant, who's uh, a hero, and then he had four other heroes, but only f- so he had five heroes total, four release options. Yeah, but at the I end, think he counted him as a titan, didn't he? And yeah, uh, it's an easy mistake to make. Oh, I think it is. And, and would it have made much difference in the game? Not with my rolling. <laughs> <laughs> what was it you kept telling me? Uh, how many times did you hit with your... Uh... Frostback every... I hit six times in the front, leading force to hit 30 attacks, and it's like, doesn't matter now. That's it, yeah. You were telling me, I have to fit Brewer Sharpness in my army. I have to fit it in. I, I do now, <laughs> yeah. And, they, I mean, that definitely just swung the game completely and made me lose. 
then I, I got flanked by the Chimera. Otherwise, I would have turned and faced, and he would have been in the front, hindered as well. Yeah. Then it'd been well, he's not going to kill them. They've got Fury. They would probably have done the Chimera on the way back. I think he was already wounded. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but not if I just roll six hits, obviously. <laughs> so damn dice. Why do we do this game anymore? Yeah. Yeah. So I think you ended up being <laughs> what was it? Was it fifteen, sixteenth? Seventeenth. Seventeenth. 17th, I came 17th, which, you know, I'm pleased with. It's a new army for me, difficult to uh, figure out all the positives. Um, and and the fitting it in the in the box scenario as well, getting there, it on the plane. There is that as well, so you, you, you're limited there. Okay, things to learn. <laughs> think, think, things to learn. But have fun, that's the important thing. I know your yeah, army was. having all been painted as well, it was a motivation to get your army it was. done. It was, um, you know, it was a, a bit of an epic challenge after they came out to get it all done, painted, yeah. in the box... And I've done a few different lists as well, and then I had to finish the frost fangs as well in time. Um, uh, and we're already we're already starting to look again at the next tournament, aren't we? You know, I mean, yeah. I think you've got stain of blood coming up at the end of the in, month in uh, two weeks, isn't it? Yeah, yeah not yeah. even that long. You know, five points on overdrive. <laughs> as as we discussed, the only reason I'm allowed to come to Oslo is because my wife points have gone back to full because I've had to purchase a puppy and it literally is puppy for going to play war games yes your life is over <laughs> it is she's got something to look after while I'm away yes <laughs> keep, keep her company yeah. you know. I'll get replaced that's what happened by, by a dog it's what happens it is what happens uh, everybody knows on how the, uh, my games went uh, we've interviewed everybody that um, I played against um, Fred had put the pressure on me because I was top table number one on the, you were, the last yeah. game um, and I'll be honest it was really tight as a game uh, it was I was watching that at the end yeah. after I, I, one of the big things is the, the new rules I mean the new disengaging rules the new going within an inch not being able to go within an inch but also in certain places you can so like the, the regrouping overrun you can end up being within an inch of a unit at the end of the turn and you don't bounce yeah. disengaging learn to manoeuvre around a unit that you've been engaged with as long as you end up over an inch away at the end of the movement yeah, they led to some you know led to that interesting rare surge from the bone giant yeah well that's it it won me the game it won yeah, me it the did. game so yeah I ended up I ended up finishing third joint top with three players so Simon Yes. Robert, who'd taken, he'd taken the uh, the dragon and Lady Alona list, and me all on the same number of points. I managed to squeeze in there because I got a little bit for my painting. Yes, hobby scores were well. One of the good things about this tournament is that they weren't overarching, but they counted for a game worth of points. Uh, you could get there's so 15 for favourite yeah 25 points yeah. you could get for so there's scores. a big talk in the UK about putting hobby scores in and I think it was the way that it was done by Fred where everybody got like a seven votes it was, yeah, um, it was and then it was, it's roughly 25% of yeah. is the amount of votes that you should have per person on the tournament and it was really numbers. good you have to manage it probably at bigger tournaments but it worked out well in terms of you know, if you got 20 votes you got 20 points if you got 16 votes you got 15 points yeah. and it just meant that there was just a little bit of extra for hobby and that people yeah. were incentivised that's probably why they've got a better standard of yeah, paint yeah I got 14 votes for my mm. army so I was, I was one vote off 15 points there I should have voted for myself yeah there we go <laughs> Yeah, I think I, I have to admit now that I didn't vote for you Rob Shame on you. Shame <laughs> I on you. I, I was podcasting. <laughs> you didn't... Oh, there we go. Uh, I blame you. I, uh, could, I, I could have snuck up to number 15 in the oh. there. There would have been another five points. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, yeah, I'm going to pay for that. Anyway, so... So, yeah, ended up joint, joint first, uh, but it came down to... 
uh, kill points and yeah. uh, the other two had just edged me I think there was about 300 points difference in the kill point the funny thing is I worked out if my enslaved guardians had not died in the last game uh, on a nine on you know twice uh, nine with the the inspiring you would have won the tournament I'd have won the tournament but I think it's probably fair that I didn't yes <laughs> you know I'd have been hi how's it going yeah come over see you later bye <laughs> so yeah I mean uh, I think one of the points that we, I think we got from a lot of the interviews is it was nice to actually come out uh, experience a nice friendly tournament with people who are really more than happy to go out their way and make you feel welcome different opponents a different way of playing yeah there was a lot more conservative tactical game I think here in Norway it was you know people weren't they were very much aware of the non-committing early kind of like uh, yes approach Being I suppose there's a, lot, there's a lot of Empire of Dust that's probably why yes um, but yeah overall we had a really good time um, I always hate this part because this is a bit where we have to go home you know and go back to real life and we have to look Re- forward to the next tournament reality sets in there we go I think I mean unless you can think of anything you want to add on there Um, I think uh, what we'll do at the end we'll add up um, how much the tournament cost us as it were and we'll uh, let people know because it's not a cheap tournament to go to yeah because of its location for us in England and we can sort of give you a rough idea how much you would expect to spend if you want to come next year well if that's the case I think if we we were going to add it all up together I think we were up here you worked it out it's going to be somewhere between three to four hundred pounds roughly each each but that's because in Norway, the, the food and the, the beer... If you don't drink too much beer, you're saving you're saving £100 straight yeah. away, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I could have done the bottle of duty-free, but I gave I did do the bottle of duty-free, but I gave it to Fred. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. I bought, I bought a bottle of rum for him. So, you know, it gives you an idea. And at the end of the day, it's you know it's a bucket list thing, isn't it? You've got to do at least one. At least one. Yeah. Right, maybe, maybe we'll go further afield, but wife points have to be saved. They do, yeah. And I can't afford another puppy. Right, I think that's it. We're going to sign off. Um, I think since you're... <laughs> it's your first time on the podcast. I think you have to close us off. You know, you know, you know the line, don't you? No, I've forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> Keep on counter charging. Oh, that was it. Yeah. Keep on counter charging, folks. Yeah. yeah. There we go. See you later. Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com on Twitter at countercharge15. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons.